Welcome to The Ether. Today is Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a prize link savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part IBC Gang Live Lounge Space. This is after they got rugged, they continued uh, on a different space, and this is that space. So let's take a listen. Jen back. He just uh, cleared his house and I think did a big Luna. What's bio. up, boys? Got, it's been a while. What, uh, it's been a while. I haven't been on since I had my kid. Actually, you had mentioned that you had some kind of like question about something before. Uh, you were trying to catch up with me. Did, what was it? Do you remember? Oh, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I just got my house closed on Friday. And uh, since then, I've realized why I why i'm in crypto in the first place like what a gong show it is to move like that amount of money around in the financial system right now literally got got put into my bank account and then went to try and wire it into crypto and they're like yeah no there's no hold on it and it's in your bank account but we can't verify it's your money so uh yeah we're gonna have to just wait Hey, this is in your bank account, but we don't know that it's yours. Hey, yeah, uh, and and there's no hold on it, but we also can't release the funds to you, even though there's no hold. But all good. And then it's. Are you on? I was gonna say, are you in a corporate bank, like a big bank? Yeah, like TD Canada Trust or whatever in Canada. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know about Canada, but like here in America, I've I've found through my trials and tribulations to just do a credit union. Yeah. I have no problems. I used to have so many problems with the bigger banks. They would always just ask me too many questions and bother me. Like, it's my money. Like, get out of my face. <laughs> yeah, that's like, what I'm I'll saying. Do whatever I want. I'm like, okay, so the money's in my account. It's clearly my money. And you say there's no hold on it, but somehow I don't have access to it. And then when I do have access to it, it takes three days to wire, three business days. <laughs> that's because you guys have, have you guys ever um, borrowed for like a house or something and, um, 
like they want to know um, where the funds in your bank account actually came from too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I, uh, when I bought my first house, I had like a mutual fund and I took all the money out of it to put a down payment on my house. And when I took the money out, it closed my account. And then my, uh, my accountant's like, okay, we need to see the account that your money came from. And I'm like, well, it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, yeah, like sometimes the bank will want to know like where a large lump of cash came from. And that, part of it's because like, let's say you're trying to demonstrate that you have collateral for a house and you're trying to show that you have like, let's say a hundred grand in your bank account or something. And, um, you know, they'll, they'll want to prove that that money didn't just, you didn't borrow it from a friend or something just to show that you had money. Right. Like that's, that's the concept. <laughs> like, so that, you know, they can prove that your collateral is yours and all that. And then, then you're good for the money and shit like that. But Steffi, like who the hell just keeps money in their bank anymore? Like just a bunch of, like, it makes no sense. Like, why would you keep, if, like, say you may make a hundred K and well, no, it's not to say that you can't have money show up in your bank account. It's just, you have to prove where it came from. Uh, okay so like like i can't call you up i can't call you up and be like hey dude can i borrow like a couple hundred grand show up my bank account i need to get this loan taken care of and then i'm gonna like give you your money back that kind of thing no i got you yeah which is funny though because in crypto you you absolutely can do it it's like if you have the money you have the money and that's kind of that's it (laughs) (laughs) yeah man (laughs) banks are crazy I've thought long and hard about what i'm doing with this big investment and it's uh it's going all into luna for now and I, I found out how I'm going to do it. It's going to be Luna, borrow off of it into UST, and just stake it for the interest. And then when Luna goes down, add collateral. When it comes up, borrow more. <laughs> it's not going down there, my friend. I know. Well, I'm hoping so. Like, this has been so painful, man. My house sold when Luna was at $45, and I uh, still haven't got my money. Uh... <laughs> just closed and luna's at like an all-time high <laughs> that's honestly that's... i got such a nice position at 45 i was like this has got to be the bottom it's not going lower than this like i'm just conf- i'm just confirming it and i i just found it in no i was I, looping i was looping that shit at that level i was gonna so. say i think Sefi mentioned uh he had to buy it like four dollars or something so i don't think many people have met a better position oh, yeah I, I i did a substantial amount of looping at four bucks um i did substantial amount again at 24 again at about that 45 dip and then a, a little bit uh a pretty good size bar at like 70 three on a dip i think so with each mega dip uh it's worth looping because the 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 odds of downside like go down right so you, that's when you sort of do that so there there will be more opportunities it's just like it's just simply that but at the same time the the upward momentum the bigger the market cap gets obviously is is harder to harder and harder and harder to sustain obviously but it's uh but you know the like what i did today like just dumping a chunk into like the luna b luna astroport pool i'm like i think the astroport token has a good chance of just mooning over the next few years so i'm like you know what i'm just gonna farm the shit out of that because it's um, it's almost like a leverage play on the ecosystem in a sense that like I'm getting it relatively free. I don't have to do a whole lot of degen shit for it. I get the 15% to 20% APY. They're even going to let you claim the B Luna reward from it too, like the UST that comes off the the B Luna side of it at some point. I don't know if they that's released yet. But anyway, like you just load up on a bunch of Astro token and let it like 10x at some point. 
um, seemed like a reasonable play to me because I got some from originally farming too. So I'm, I'm, that's what I was saying earlier. I was like, if in these ecosystem plays, it's almost like you want to find um, the asymmetric bets where they're really high quality projects. Nobody knows what the hell they do. And a lot of the retail folks and FOMO hasn't happened. Only the smart money's in and the people who are like really digging in right from the very beginning, like kinetic money right now. And then um, just take, you know, relatively reasonable sized bites of those things and then, you know, wait for them to just kind of, you, you know, and those have a better chance of 10xing and such. Uh, and then the, the yield long term, like, provides you with a cash flow. So you don't really need to ever sell at that point, right? Because that's the thing. Like, a lot of times you think, oh, you know, I'm going to buy it now and then I'm going to wait till 10x, I'm going to sell it. But if it's a really legit project and it does a good solid 10x and you're way in the green, right? Like you're so far ahead, it doesn't even matter what your original position was anymore. You don't even need to sell it because the yield itself might be high enough that it's actually like the yield itself could be as high as the original position, um, you know, over time, right? So like why bother selling it then? You, it's like you own a business. It's like a true Web 3.0 experience is kind of how I'm thinking about it. So I, I'm like exceedingly looking for those kind of projects that I'd want to own forever, as opposed to the ones that are like, I'm going to just, you know, ride it up, sell it and, you know, pray that like you get out in time and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So people out there listening, it, it pays to be early. It's just, it, it does. There's no stress. You know, people, you, you literally don't even, you don't even look like you get to the point where you legit won't even look at the price. Like it just doesn't matter because you got in, you did your homework, you got in early and it's like, you know, I'll just use Juno for an example. I got in with like four bucks. Prop 16 happened. I had a nice position in Juno and Osmo. And I'm like, well, I'm unborn in this because it's probably going to go down. And I'll just leave my stake position in there and just let it ride because I don't give a shit because I was in it four bucks. Do I think it's going to go less than $4 ever? Probably not. So whatever. Just yeah, just let it's, it ride. It's, it's, it's quite the stress-free experience when you start in the very beginning. Um, but at the same time, you do have the... Uh, you're going to have a bit higher smart contract risk and shit like that too. <laughs> In case the project flops or something like that or, or whatever. Right. You, you, yeah. you don't, you're not guaranteed of success obviously, but, but that's so, where you can take relatively small bets though. Right. Like, like you can, uh, let me ask you this before you go, like what, what do you think your percentage is of your portfolio that like for projects like that, that you just like shove in, like, and you're like, you know, I know this, no one wants to lose money, but you're like, if I just lost all of this, it doesn't mean it doesn't mean dick to me. What's your percent or something like um, that? Let me think here. Uh, a for Safi. So <laughs> I, I'm I'm at like um, let me think. Uh, yeah, in the grand like in the sum total of things, I think I'm only like at a few percentage points in all the other random projects, and almost all of the exposure right now is. Uh, in Luna in one form or the other, either in Yield Luna. Um, I've got a, a fairly decent chunk of Prism. I've got a um, very modest piece of Astroport, um, very small Mars. Um, what else? Um, I got a little bit of Spectrum this week just because the yield is nice on it um, at the price that it's at right now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's a very small portion at this point. And my hope is that those really small asymmetric bets that I actually took on borrow, right? Like I, 
I'm not even selling my Luna to get these things because I've got I've got about 75% of my Luna available as dry powder essentially for borrow. So if I find something interesting, I can basically buy it on a whim now, right? Like I could just like, oh, that looks good. Let's throw 10K at that. Or that looks good. Let's throw 100K at that. So it's at a point now where like I have to restrain myself from just going nuts because like I don't necessarily want to be watching those little things. I, I, I want to be able to be more strategic. So that's why I, I think um, I'm putting together like way more um, – uh, you know, I'm putting together way more um, yield bearing systems where I just want to like let it compound and do its thing. And then as long as I have the barring power, you know, that is the dry powder from here until forever. And then I can just use that um, for whatever I need. So I, I even like real world purchases at this point. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, part of it is I don't want to leave DeFi with to make real world purchases because I don't really want to, you know, bring that back to like domicile country kind of thing. So that's my first problem, but I'm in that um, same predicament. Yeah. I, I try but, to find ways where I don't have to do that. Basically. But let's say I did, let's say I did. Um, I could, there's definitely enough yield coming off that I could pay for almost anything I needed um, with it at this point, if I wanted to. So that's kind of the dream is to like, sort of build up your DeFi portfolio to where it's like legitimately um, useful long-term. And, um, but, you know, but you don't get there by picking stupid ass pump and dump projects and like hoping you gamble luck. You, you gamble well, like 10 times in a row, like the way the, the crypto trader crowd makes it sound like it's so easy. Um, I, I think it's better to, um, to, to really do some research on some concentrated bets and like, um, and then take it easy, like relatively small, but you know, over a period of like a year, if you can do a good 10 X on a solid project, it's a better gamble than like a total shitcoin project that maybe you luckily got a 10 X or something like that. Right. Like, cause that can happen to anybody. But yeah. the reality is like, are you willing to throw, like you just sold your house or whatever. Are you willing to throw all that money into some random, you know, meme coin project and like hope that it goes done, does a five X and you have enough exit liquidity, get out of here. Like it doesn't make any sense. Or, so having a little fun here and there is one thing, but like anything that you're going to do is serious money you're, or that you want to borrow off of um, and you want to pay the cost to borrow, you're going to start really thinking carefully, I think. So do you think, you th or, do you think I'm nuts that I don't have any BTC at all? Mm, I, well, not necessarily. I, I mean, I, at ROI wise, um, you know, BTC is not going to be particularly great for you necessarily, but there are fair yield opportunities for BTC that's pretty safe. Um, you know, and I, it's funny how like now it's like BTC is the safe choice. Holy fuck. Like, in, like <laughs> the, uh, the, you know, back in uh, 20, what uh 18 2019 like you know the sky was fucking falling on bitcoin and like, oh my god it's going to a thousand and all this kind of shit so like you know now it's considered the safe choice it's like how humorous is that um but yeah you you can park it on things for yield and whatnot so it depends like if you're a not your keys not your bitcoin guy and you want to have like all your shit in your wallet 
and you don't want to earn anything on it, right, then it's just sort of dead money in some ways, except for the potential future growth. In that regard, I think you can probably make better bets with your money on almost anything. Like, I would bet you practically anything, practically anything, that you'd make more money on Astroport, you know, in a year than you would on Bitcoin in a year. Pretty well, much. That's what, yeah, that's what I say, because people always, like, get, get on my shit about stuff. And I go, I don't care anyone in Bitcoin, if they want to compare and contrast my ROI on my investments to theirs, even if they're just in Ethereum and Bitcoin, like I'll, I'll just laugh. I'll just laugh at them. Like there's no way. Or like, or like if you tell them like, oh yeah, I use my Apple dividends to buy Bitcoin, right? They'll be like, uh, oh, okay. Right. Like, you know, like what do they give a shit where the money comes from? Right. If it, goes, yeah. if it flows into BTC at some point, well, fine. If it doesn't. So, you know, what's good about Bitcoin, by the way, what you can use Bitcoin for is legit. It's, it is one of the most useful coins out there from a dynamic dollar cost average perspective. It's not going to zero. It's highly liquid. You have the ability to take leverage on almost anywhere with it if you really wanted to. And all you had to do was basically pick a price that you start at, let's say today. And if the price goes down from here, you escalate your buys until you go all the way to the bottom. Even if you start at tiny buys, like, oh, I just spent $10 on it. it. The size of the buy doesn't matter. As long as you buy exponentially all the way down, by the end of the year, you'll have now paid for like, you know, I don't know, a car or something, right? Like, you know, like the, you can you can dynamic DCA with high degree of confidence, which is really it's. Uh, I that's think what, yeah, that's what I was doing when I first. Got most, yeah, like it's one of the best utilities of Bitcoin, quite frankly. Like all you have to do is wait for an all time high. I know it sounds weird, wait for waiting for the all time high, but let's say you 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 ride it up to an all time high, then you only have to buy again if it falls below your current price, right? And if it does then you know you get more and you get bigger amounts all the way down and boom it's the math is simple you can make a ton of money on bitcoin no question about it so anyway it, and, and you can actually do really really well with it in a grid trading bot so that's a whole nother discussion but because it can't go to zero like you can just print money off it nonstop, you know all day long if you want with the uh with the volatility anyway the guys had some hands up go ahead yeah hey i wanted to ask a question about that alice finance um have, have you messed with the debit card or I know tricky you were you were interested in it I've I got the app and I just was hadn't loaded anything up on it yet but was wondering if anyone is are they still in beta I'm pretty sure yeah you got to get like a, a referral code and then you can get on there and um, I don't think they give you a native tarot wallet you just sort of like load up money in there and you're an anchor and then um yeah you can Set up a debit card. I don't know if they, the debit cards have been released either. I'm not 100% so sure. They might just have a like uh, an online debit card and they don't have an actual, you don't get one mailed to you. But um, I know I know a lot of, I know VGX has a, a lot of good opportunities. And, you know, you could, you can stake your Bitcoin on VGX and get like, what, 8% on it or something like that. So, I mean, there's I think always. It's, it's dropped quite a bit. It's like more like. Five. Four or five, depending yeah. on how much. Still I mean, not bad, but yeah. Yeah, if, if you're going to park a big chunk of Bitcoin, you might as well earn five percent on it. So it's not bad. I mean, there's always options. I mean, if you know, if you don't mind going that way. But Sefi wanted to pick, get your thoughts about Rune. I mean, I know uh, Thor Chain's already gone like three x from like four dollars to twelve. But do you think it's going to just hang around here in like the eleven twelve area? 
but I mean, they've once they went live with their with their pools, and now like you can just totally go like Bitcoin into Thorchain and get pretty much whatever coin you want now, right? I, I think some of the cleanest ways to to play with that would be um, the Luna Rune pool looks pretty compelling, right? Because as far as if, APY or what do you talk? What do you- uh, yeah, a mix of the fact that you get transactional APY and it functions as a rebalancer with two coins that you don't mind owning. So if Luna falls, obviously you wind up getting more Luna. If Rune falls, you get wind up getting more Rune. And ultimately, um, you're getting the yield, and then they have that impermanent loss prevention kind of concept. Uh, it looks like a good combo to me. I, I think you could hold hold Rune by itself too, uh, but the com- the 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 pairing looks pretty interesting. And I, I, it almost doesn't matter what price you buy the Luna or Rune at, because like no matter what happens to either one, you come out ahead with more coin, right? So it's almost yeah. like pairs. Yeah, I haven't gone on there yet, but if if there's one pool, that would probably be the pool I'd I'd want to be in the the Luna Rune pool. Yeah, I mean, like you said, if one coin goes down, you end up with more of that, and if you're happy with either one of those coins, then yeah, I don't, what? Yeah, is, there's. Do, I would you know say what the yield is on it in DeFi. It, there's there's rare situations where, uh, well, there's a handful of situations where you like both coins for an LP. You know where you're not in a stablecoin pairing, right? And even the stablecoin pairing LPs, you only have so many coins because here's the problem: in the stablecoin LPs, the problem is is that you have some impermanent loss on the way up, and you might not want to be exposed to that, and you lose staking yield and things like that. For two coins, you really want to have two coins you really like, right? You want, you know, how many of those are there? Rune's good because there's technically a lot of upside to it because it's a relatively low market cap, the project's early and you know, they've got a lot of smart developers working on cool shit and um it's it's a pretty good speculative bet for you know, a multi-year uh hold I think and you could just buy it and forget about it kind of thing, right? Um so I, I think it's a good one to like get a little bit of that you don't care what it does and you just like buy it and hold it and forget about it honestly. It's the way to go. But if you do the LP the nice thing is, there's like it's like an impermanent loss protected LP for if you hold it for 180 days, and it's got um, and I don't know what the yield is right now. It's probably 20 plus percent or something like that on, on but, the um, on the LP pool. Yeah, you'd have to okay. look up what the what the latest uh, rewards are. You can do it single sided too. You can just connect your Terra Station wallet direct to it and do it that way. You don't even need to necessarily get like an XDFI and then supply Rune and Luna. It'll allow you to like supply Luna and okay. it will sell half of it to create okay. the, the LP token, right? So it'll just, just like, issue the LP token. Just that's- like Osmosis does. Okay, that's that's nice. And and like you said, I I feel that Rune has a lot of upside potential. I mean, I, I forget, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, it was in one of your spaces. And I, I don't know if it was a dev or someone who really knew Thorchain and it was like, just or it might have been one of their actual one of the Thor chains actual spaces. It just sounds it sounds like what they're planning is just so much next level stuff. It's it's just they're they're ahead of the game because there's just so many there's so many um, decentralized exchanges and yeah, there's lots, and, of, there's and lots of places. They big, yeah, they had a big setback because they had like a hack and some other shit go down. So they they took like six months to recover from that fiasco. 
And that's right. Was, I forgot. I forgot. Right? That's, that's what sort of suppressed the coin price even more substantially. And, you know, people that bought in during the FUD, max FUD at the lowest price got a really good deal on the coin, obviously. Um, but also, you have to think another way to think about this is is that actually the best choice here? In that, like, what if, um, well, the good news is you can do this with your native TerraStation wallet. You don't actually have to go do anything else specific to ThorChain. You can do us, you know, you could interact with this without having to get in another complicated wallet and everything, which, you know, you have to then secure and then more seed phrases and other shit to go, you know, like, if you want to keep your life sim simple, it is an option. But right now, my question is, actually, you know, I'm kind of interested in what Astroport, Mars, and Kinetic Money, because you're basically talking about the premier DEX lending platform and um, and the, the Kinetic Money, uh, like Alchemix-style system on Terra. Um, there's already established, and then also the, the, um, the other platform that's coming called Retrograde, which is like Convex. There's already good um, history on Ethereum of what makes money, right? Like we we know Curve makes money. We know um, you know Convex did well. We know um, you know, and we know the token prices for these things. If you got an early, did really well. I don't know that you have to go chasing something that's already popped at this point when you have this like laundry list of shit that's sort of like right at the base price, right? Like Mars is not overpriced at this point. Nobody even knows what it does. It doesn't do anything yet. That's the reason why nobody like has any <laughs> because people aren't really using the platform very much, but you know, it's going to be badass. Like it's going to have a lot of stuff coming. Um, so edge and all these little protocols where you could ba basically throw in tiny amounts of money, not have to risk very much on any one of them. And the probability of them like 10 xing over some period of time, which is, you know, a, like if you think about it, like a two year time period to 10 x is not bad, right? Like, you know, I know we get used to like, you know, we, everything has 100 x in six months or whatever. But like if you have a, uh, a really good set of things that, that hasn't gone up yet uh, on Terra, I think it's easier to just do that. Like think about Andromeda's coming out is another one. Like that's a world class project. Um, Andromeda Protocol is coming. Um, there's like that Fan Fury game that's coming, which is going to bring on like a gajillion gamers onto like sports, um, like what do you call it? Fantasy sports gamers. Like there's all sorts of shit coming that has tokens. I, I don't think you have to sort of like uh, seek out something that's already run up just because we have to FOMO into it. I think if we just wait a little while, there's all sorts of cool stuff. So uh, I think people should be like preserving their borrow power, preserving that dry powder. And um, like the, the, the DeFi games have over the last couple of years have led to really like people understanding the formulas as far as what works, what doesn't work. And then like bridging in new revenue streams uh, into DeFi and into this space is what's really needed. So when gaming brings tons of new players and transactions, that's awesome. When sports, like fantasy sports, brings a bunch of new people and transactions, that's awesome, right? Because it brings in, it's sort of like NFTs, how it brought they brought in like lots of new users. I, I just was surprised. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I was really surprised at how many NFT spaces have gone on and there's like people chit-chatting in there 
and they don't know the slightest fucking thing about DeFi. I'm like, what? In other words, you got into crypto because people were selling JPEGs. And to me, that just blows my mind considering like, I don't know, just <laughs> I've been in more like traditional like crypto space trading and, you know, robots and things of this nature. And like, I would not have envisioned that like the NFT space would have brought in that many new entrants. And a lot of those people don't know the slightest clue what they're doing with money, right? Like not with DeFi, not with money, not with anything. Like I've had, I've been in some of those conversations. I'm scratching my head going like, uh, these are some like, like totally like financially illiterate people, <laughs> like buying and selling shit yeah, and having yeah, vibing and having a good time. <laughs> there's a lot of young artists. There's a lot of young artists that have put out some, some good quality stuff and you know, their stuff blows up, you know? So yeah, no, it, I, I, no, it's I think the new it's frontier. Right. No, I think it's good. I think it, I, I think it's good to have like new, um, new sources of like revenue, new activity happening. You know, whether it's bringing like music into NFTs, whether it's bringing um, artists in, but but even like the gaming and the fantasy um, sports type concept, and even gambling and stuff like that, these things exploding onto different platforms um, is going to bring like uh, actual native. Uh, revenue right you you need internet native revenue you can't just have like a bunch of people trading against each other and just you know aping into high apy bullshit and um you know bunch of rug pulls and you know fancy stupid ass tokenomics and stuff like that that can only go so far eventually you have to bring money and value into the system and someone's going to want to pay for some of this shit right like you can't be yeah. <laughs> I feel and I feel like the the DeFi is getting oversaturated, but I, I love talking to you because you know so much that's going on over in the Terra side, and you're more comfortable with it. But you can help educate us a little bit more. And and you know we this space just knows a lot more what's going on in, in the Cosmos ecosystem. And I think it's yeah, just, it's I, healthy I think it to learn more. Mm -hmm. It's almost doesn't matter what ecosystem you're in. Like the world is the world, right? Like and and the stuff people are willing to pay for is the stuff people are willing to pay for. It doesn't matter like how you package it right like you you can dress it up in all sorts of weird tokenomics and shit um but like if if the fundamentals of what makes um a good project or or something that has some sort of sustainable revenue i think you're just going to be more comfortable throwing more money at it because that's the problem like you could have in you could have whole conversations about little projects that are interesting and you could you could make some yield and you know, play some games on it and, you know, but like, are you going to be really spending your time such that you're going to throw in a serious amount of money on it? Right. Like, I guess you could, I mean, if you, like, if you're worth a billion, okay, I can say, all right, fine. You could spend a million on a, you know, a meme coin pump and dump or something like that. But, um, but you know, are you going to spend that time doing that? Like, you know, the problem is by screwing around doing, you know, messing with projects that suck. Like, you wind up wasting time on things you could have actually spent uh, more serious money on and uh, long-term could have had a much better return on investment on, which you can actually sleep well at night with. And that, that's, I don't know. It, it seems like um, those kinds of projects, there's at least several of them out there right now that I don't think you have to search all over the universe for something that's already gone up. <laughs> that's kind of my I think the nice thing with osmosis right now is like you can get into a couple liquidity pools that have external in incentives. You can just put like, you know, four or $500 in there for, you know, three months. You earn free tokens with the external incentives. 
hopefully you did okay in the pool. You pull, if you want to pull your money out, you do. And all those free external incentives, you can leave them there. Cause there's like so many interesting projects. You don't know which one's going to pop. It's like, once you get ahead enough in DeFi, you can just let that stuff ride and be like, there's some AI projects that are coming out and no one really knows if which one's going to take off. But if one does, you know, you could get a good 10, 20 X out of it. But you know, they're, they're, it's it's interesting time. But I see Morpheus has got his hand up. He's had it up forever. Didn't know you want to ch- chime in. Thanks, Mayor. <laughs> um, thanks for noticing my presence. Is your hand, is your hand okay, bro? Is your hand doing all right? I want to give you a chance, man. Your arm almost fell off over always, there. Damn. You've always got good input, too. I'm just going to go to the physio off of the chat, but yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. I was enjoying the conversation, so that's all good. Um, <clears throat> hey, Sefi, I wanted to get your take on a broader market in general, as to how how do you see it in terms of you know, um, is it a is it risk on or um, I mean, given we've got Do Kwon who's gonna who's got this bag who's gonna keep buying Bitcoin, which will drive the altcoin um, in some shape or form, and then if we have that reserve mechanism in place. Um, to continue to buy Bitcoin with the with the USD minting, uh, what would that turn into? And in, in, yeah, in, in, a, in a broader sense, um, yes. How do you see the market in general? Well, between between Doe and then uh, Michael, Michael Saylor's um, MicroStrategy um, chunk of money, um, uh, it it appears that you know the forty to forty five k range BTC is has a good probability of getting bought. In fact, even before all this happened, like BTC has more or less like uh, triple bottomed at this level. If you kind of look back in time over the last year. So it's a pretty good amount of consolidation. A year in crypto is not a bad amount of time. Okay, so I think um, I'm pretty happy with where BTC's price is. It's... um, you know, I've never fully like subscribed to the idea that it really follows the general like uh, stock market and stuff. Yeah, it might correlate for a little while, but if you look at the long history of it, it's completely blown the stock market away as far as you know BTC uh, value growth. Uh, assuming you you know you bought it at the correct times and such, um, I think uh, he's kind of DCAing into you know Bitcoin or doing like some kind of you know time weighted average price sort of modeling of some kind um you know hopefully he's uh well it's it's not really clear it's not obvious when you have that big of a treasury how to buy into it um do you buy all at once do you kind of buy it over time you know you're gambling either way because you don't know how you're you don't know which one's going to get you the better deal but um you don't want to necessarily leave it up to you don't want to leave a situation where you're basically just you pump it and then you're the you're the exit liquidity for somebody that who then can buy it lower and then sort of like one up you. Right. So, um, I don't know. I think the floor is probably in the, uh, Bitcoin's like 200 day moving average is approximately where we are under at this point. So typically that defines what a bear market actually is. And if you can get above the 200 day moving average and then stay above it, that sort of by definition, by most definitions is a um you know a bull market uh or at least a um in the positive momentum whatever you want to call it so i think we're okay um terra's different in that 
like uh at this point the entire narrative in crypto is driven by um <laughs> some mixture of by bitcoin and then like doing curve wars um you know it's it's sort of a talk of the town in a sense um so it has all of the memifications that it needs right now it has the tokenomics it has the ust demand and all of that going on for it so i i'm not too worried about what the rest of the market does i think um luna at least will outperform the rest of the market almost no matter what like it has like every single thing going for it um that you can imagine right like in fact there's not that many things in any market that will outperform luna or has in the last year right so it it really is a unique experience in that respect but uh as far as like the macro from and like inflation and all the other elements um you know i, I don't know it, it's hard to know where new cash flow for crypto is going to come in if a lot of people in the West are suffering from significant inflation, don't have the disposable income to go invest in things and that kind of stuff. But um, from the perspective of like, what would I want to own during an inflationary period? Um, like Luna's way better than like, say, for example, bonds or some, something like that, right? Because you have something that uh, is not only deflationary, but rises in value and has yield. Like, you know, it really can't be beat in that regard. So it's it's just a more obvious um, store of value um, investment. But do I think in a like in a weak economy, do I think all of DeFi is going to do well? I don't think so. Like, I don't think all of crypto is going to do well. I think a lot of coins are just going to go like literally take a almost a near dirt nap. <laughs> like uh, you see it happening in a lot of proof of work chains already. But it the I think. Uh, all of it's going to be a flight to quality all this year. And um, if you're in the right things and you get in early in the right things, I think that's where the, that's where the, your bet should be in my opinion. Um, but I, I don't think it's, you know, throwing money at everything uh, is a good idea because if there's not a lot of money flowing in to crypto as a result of inflationary pressures and like people's lack of spending power, um, how do you know when that's going to pick up again, right? Because the problem is, is that the money printing, the money printers have very few options left now without causing worse inflation. So, um, you know, if, if people's money gets tighter in, or if a rest, recession happens in significant portions of the West, which is pretty highly probable now, given how much resource um, problems people are having, then um, like if you go into a coin or something like that that goes into protracted downturn, you know, only God knows how long it takes to come back up, right? I mean, uh, some some of the some of the cryptos that even like uh, did get, have some gains during the bull market last year. Um, you know, some of the stupidest coins went up, obviously, um, even like BSB or Litecoin, things that just do literally nothing at this point have gone up. Um, but is that going to happen if there's a protracted recession in the West, like, you know, a, like a serious recession, like a Japanese style, like mess, like a decade or something like that? I don't know. Like, so we have no idea, like the next 10 years looks fairly scary um in terms of just global global economics and um so uh I, I do think it's important for people to protect their um protect their money and and like really plan out you know what they're buying how they're buying it 
uh, all of that. So all the stuff that we've talked about kind of, um, I think you should really take it to heart and, and be very serious about it. I, I don't think you should like be frivolous with your money with the way that the world looks right now. That's just my take. What, what do you think, Morpheus? You do anything different? Yeah, no, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, broader market, obviously, you know, with recession looming, it's a bit throws a caution to the wind a little bit. But yeah, from crypto sense, it does seem like a bit of an uptrend uh, starting. Um, I just wanted to also pick your brain, and I've got a few Cosmos folks in the room as well, and pick their brain as well um, on the Akash and where it's at at the moment. I know it hasn't moved a lot uh, from the bottom, but uh, seems to be you know in, in that slight. Um, uptrend from from where it was at the bottom um yeah how, how do you see it and how do other folks in the cosmos see it i hold a chunk of it um i think the the service is interesting um i think they are doing some things to make it scale to do more things than what it does now um in terms of i think uh the ability to do some sort of file storage and maybe some you know computational things so uh it's it's interesting um you know i you can go to their little website the akashlytics website and it kind of goes over you know how many cloud deployments are happening with that particular project cuz that what they do is they like you can uh use the akash token to deploy like a website on a decentralized server um i think osmosis is running on akash isn't it or is or something like that yeah it's running, it's running on akash yeah, so it it you know it basically runs just like any other um, compute system. It's what's called a Kubernetes cluster. You um, you're basically deploying uh, your your front end or website on a on a system that is borrowing essentially um, cheap server power somewhere, and then you pay for it with the Akash token. And um, uh, yeah, the coin price itself—it's—it's it's an inflationary coin. Like it used to have like yields, like I don't remember what it was when I started. It was like was it sixty percent, seventy percent? It was really like one of those high inflationary coins. Now it's I think dropped to like thirty percent or so, and um, so the inflation's going down. I just held mine. I, I had it. I bought it too. I admittedly too high. Um, <laughs> I think I bought some at like five, four, three. And maybe the lowest at right two, and then it's even lower than that. And um, and I think uh, some of the reason why the price went down was there was claims that like there was unlocks and vesting periods that that opened up, and then you know some initial investors sold and that kind of thing, and that drove it down. Plus, the market in general was down, so that didn't help either. And I think um, when there's fear and you know there's kind of blood in the water and there's fear and unlocks happen, the probability those people are going to try to kind of capitalize on the higher price and exit, there is a probability of that. So I think I became a little bit of exit liquidity for some people. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe the rest of you guys have some like theory on Akash and whether it's worth holding it. It's certainly a cheap price now. Like it's a much better deal now than when I got it. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I, I think it's great tech, and it's not not it's not a sexy pick, but it, I think in the long term it'll make you money. And right now is a good entry. I I got most of mine not too long ago because I did some research and I heard about the the lock the basically the token unlocks and all that, and people just kept warning me like I wouldn't get in it right now because people are going to dump as soon as it unlocks. And 
it's kind of what happened. But yeah, I mean, yeah, actually, this now is a that good you say it, at the price it is now, um, well, actually, let's ask. Let me ask you guys this: of all of the coins on Cosmos, uh, exclude Luna, you take like a Juno and Akash, whatever, right? You had your opportunity to grab a coin and stake it. Like, what do you think is the like primo thing to? Like, what's your favorite thing to get, right? Like, from all of you guys, maybe everyone can. Well, do you mean like the highest, biggest upside, or just like the most stable one out of the out of the bunch? Like, I'm no, asking you, like, if if you. Well, besides Akash, like you know, which has one set of tokenomics, um, if you're gonna buy one thing right now, like, what would you get? If it was some cos, the primary Cosmos Layer One token, what's your favorites? I mean, I love Osmo. I love Secret. Uh, those are my two two beside. And then I go, I grab Luna. And then for me, for like a potential upside pick that can like completely blast off is possibly Comdex. I really like Comdex too. What they have, they got a good team and good product, and um, you know their service. I think can can do something. So even if they just do a little bit, their market cap is so low. And they really do have a good tack and a good team. It's just like I, if I, if someone was out there, like man, I really want a token that can potentially blast off. I think, I think Comdex token is that token for you. But like, if you get Akash now, uh, Akash, let's go back to that for just a second since he's asking. But like, so I think its yield is like thirty percent now or something like that as far as um, inflation. And um, there's no question that Akash's inflation. Um, is part of the reason why the, the the coin tended to dump besides unlocks. But um, so to the extent that like the inflation didn't protect me much because I still haven't re recovered my initial value that I put into the coin, um, you know, until a significant amount of more inflation happens probably for a couple more years and it'll balance out. So it's really meant for a longer term hold. Like I, I, but should I like go and get more Akash? to sort of fill that bag because the yield is pretty good at this price. The yield's pretty good. Um, because yeah, I mean, I, I would probably, price. yeah, I would probably do that. If, if you wanted to get back your like initial, like kind of like how you were saying about Bitcoin when it goes down and you're, cause I, I think it's, it's not going down. I think it's like a steady price right now for a cost. Like I think it's a good entry. If you're like, I like the tech and I think the future, because if I borrow off my Luna, it's got a, in a, you know, let's say it costs me 5% interest to borrow off my Luna. And I go and grab a cost, which has a 30% yield. Um, would that make sense versus, I don't know, something else? I, no, it doesn't. I mean, I'm, or should I just gonna... hold my Akash now and just leave it there? Fuck it. And then go do, yeah. go get something else. I think if you wanted to do that, I mean, I'm, it's going to sound like I'm being biased, but I, I think the Osmo token, because they're going to have smart contracts, there's going to be so much more utility with it. I know there's going to be people building on it, so they're probably going to need the Osmo for gas. I mean, all the bridges that are coming over, Ethereum's going to be there. You know, there's going to be pulls with the USDC, DAI, UST. Like, there's just going to be a lot of demand for the Osmo token. So should and, I go and, like, what would I go into with Osmo? Would I go and get, like, osmo luna maybe or like what would you what would you go into i mean that's my biggest position for pools right now it used to be osmo juno but as soon as that prop 16 bull should happen i was like yeah that's enough of that and uh but yeah i mean my biggest pool right now let me tell you what they are i can tell you which pools 
Um, Adam Osmo. You, you wouldn't hold Osmo as like a single stake. Oh no, I like, do. I, I like how much I is that? What does that yield now? I mean, like sixty-five percent. I think. Let me see. Osmo right nice. now is at sixty-three point three six. So yeah, I mean, that's out of all the tokens that I stake, uh, that's the highest um, token that I stake is Osmo because, like I said, there's going to be a lot of utility. I just believe in Sunny and the team too. Like they got it. It's not gonna. It's not just a deck. So I mean, there's gonna be a lot more than just... yeah. There's there's clearly a lot happening. Yeah, Sunny's smart. So like you would go with like the Osmo Luna as a better choice or an Osmo, uh, like single. If I were to I, go and just throw some money at something, I like. Um, I see. I got so many pools. Like I'm in like twenty three different pools, but <laughs> <laughs> I I like that. Yeah, and I agree with you at the stable. Like I so when I want to just park some cash and kind of just have it sitting there for like a rainy day. I do the Osmo UST pool and like, I'll just do like a one day position. So I'm like, all right, like when Evmos is coming out, I'm kind of bullish on Evmos. I'm going to grab a bunch of it and not even not with, with no care whatsoever. So like I'll park some cash in that pool. Even if you just do the one day, it's 43%. So like, if you just wanted to do Osmo UST and just kind of sit there, you can get 43% on it. But like my, my favorite pool is the, the osmo luna i like osmo uh i like the osmo secret pool and then if you wanted to get some akash they're doing external incentives for another 20 days i mean that's a decent pool too uh, osmo akash um yeah like the the adam and osmo is just like a steady pool even when the market shits like it's like your 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 value of the liquidity pool like barely goes down because like like Adam won't go down as much and all like Adam and Osmo are just like really steady together. So it's like really good pairing to have is that pool. Yeah. Too. Adam, Adam seems to have built a pretty good floor. I should have, when someone told me like sometime last year, you should like go and take your Adam and just combine it with uh, Osmo and like stick it in the pool. I should have done that. <laughs> like it, I would have done a lot better than just simple staking my Adam. So I, I don't know. Should I unstake my Adam and do this? Should I take it and like wait for bonded Adam to come out and like, you know, move it into Terra? I'm just debating what to do about. I that. would probably, if you're staking it, I mean, I would probably just wait till they do the B. I mean, because I think they're they're on. I I haven't unbonded it like anything, but I think it's like 21 days. And me, I just hate not earning something for 21 days, no matter what it is. It's like I don't want to miss yeah. out on 21 days of earning something. But yeah, I mean, if you're gonna hold Adam, like. Like I said, I would say not over ninety percent of my atom is basically in that atom and Osmo pool. It's been like that since like launching, and it's been just such a good pool to be in. So, I mean, there's almost six hundred million in that pool. That's just a good pool to be in. Yeah, I would have I would have done a lot better in that that than had I left it where I had it. Yeah, I mean, look, it's at six. There's like almost six hundred million, and right now, if you're in a fourteen day pool, you get basically fifty three percent APR plus fifteen percent on um half of your osmo for stake basically for super fluid staking so i mean that's a solid pull basically 68 percent. like you're not gonna get better than that and then those those like i said i think they're both at good floors like i mean osmo is inflation right now and it's still like it's still pumps like like the lowest it goes down to anymore knock on wood has been like upper sevens like 780 790 right now it's at 854 then it'll pump up to like 10 so I mean, there's definitely some serious money to be made there on the Osmo token, and I think it's it's an easy two. In my personal opinion, from doing the math and knowing what's coming, I think it's an easy two x, like a solid two x. Yeah. So it sounds like a reasonable, like, uh, sounds like a reasonable 
either Adam or Luna pairing then. Yeah, I mean, I've been in the I've been in the Osmo Luna pool since Luna got put on. Um, you know, there's been some impermanent loss a little bit, but I, you know, you know, obviously it goes one way or the other. Like when Luna dumped like 45, like Osmo was pumping, so like I got more Luna. But do I give a damn? And now like Luna's been outperforming, so like I'll lose some Lunas. And it's like, do I care that I get more Osmo? Personally, no. So like I just like those two pairings, and it's yeah, like, right. It's like I just like it, it's like coins. Yeah, to me, it's it like works. almost like a retirement fund. It's like, yeah, it's just those two tokens. I don't give a damn. Like, I know they're both good. They're solid, whatever. Just let it just let it ride. Like, I've never once unbonded ever in that pool. I, I set it at 14 days from day one, and that's just it is. Oh, and, and Osmosis, do the do the rewards get paid in the Osmo token, or do they uh, auto-compound? What's the deal so, there? So you do. It's every epoch. So basically, it's at 1730 UTC. And uh, so it... Yeah, it's the Osmo token, but there's a lot of pools that do both. So like you'll get per every epoch, so 24 hours, you know, like the Comdex one, you'll get Comdex and Osmo. There's like there's mainly all the pools basically. So but from like, your pool, you're getting only Osmo or you're getting Luna and Osmo? Like what are you getting? Oh, uh, so for like the Luna Osmo, technically only just Osmo, but like if, like the UST pools, I mean, it wasn't a lot of Luna percentage, but a lot of them. Like the Osmo and Luna or Osmo UST, like I was getting Luna every day too for five more epochs. Oh, because they were doing like a special reward. I got it. Yeah. So So what do you do with your Osmo when you get it? Do you just stake it or do you sell it? What are you you doing? No, I I just, what I usually do is just single LP and then it just does the math for you. So you just single LP it into the pool. And then, uh, it's like my good, like a really good strategy. Oh, so you're, you dump it back into that pool then? Yes. Or sometimes I'll stake it. Like, so for like two weeks in a row, like I was like, I'm just going to stake like every Osmo that I got. So like, I'm going to, I'm going to get to this goal that I want. And then once I got to it, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get back into just the LP. So what I'll do is even right now. So like right now I've been just hammering away at Osmo Luna pool. And then like there's other pools that I have like external rewards, like Comdex and um, Akash and uh, well, Secrets ended, but Secret was doing it too. But like I'm in a grab pool. I'm in, um, umi like i'm in a bunch of different pools so like those externals that i get each epoch like i'll just single lp those into those pools so like it'll just do the math for me and then that's the only time i'll like compound in those ones is i'll just compound the externals back in do you get what i'm saying yeah i think so so um but i guess if you're getting paid in osmo the nice thing would be like if you saw that maybe Akash was cheap and you say, okay, I'm going to get a little bit of that and just stake it. Or yeah. you could do whatever the heck you want with your rewards at that point. Yeah. That's why I love the Osmo token to me and all of crypto has the most utility right now. is like, as a, like a degenerate, like it, it just gives you so much options. Like I could literally now even um, it's getting into more of these decks like it's on a loop. And then it's, uh, there's, it's just going to be all over the place. So you can just get in like Kava has a, uh, I don't know if you know too much about Kava, but it's like a lending protocol. Like it's on there. Like it's just, you, you could just send it over and do whatever you want with it. And like, if you want to just, you're like, I want to grab a big bag of cost. Well, okay, well my daily rewards today, I'm just going to grab a real big bag of a cost and stake it. Or like me, I'm an idiot and I have so many damn NFTs. Like I I'll grab secret and then I'll just, I'll just swap or I'll wrap it into secret secret and buy a bunch of NFTs. Like with my daily rewards, I'm like, I just want to grab a bunch of NFTs today. Like it's this just gives you so much flexibility. So you just take your yields and like whatever you feel like uh, looks like a good opportunity for that day or that week, you just hit it. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I'm in so many polls. A lot of times, like I'm in some of these private groups. I'll just ask somebody, I'm like, "What are you doing today? 
with your rewards. And then they'll like tell me and I'm like, all right, I kind of got an idea or I just kind of set in advance. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm yeah. Okay. You're like, I don't, I don't want to do this research myself. Just Ex- exactly. Dude, like, tell me what to do. <laughs> exactly. So like, la- like the last two weeks I've been really, really busy. Cause like I said, I'm a tax account. So I've been like, this is like taxis. I'm really busy. I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm just going to compound all my Osmo. Cause it's just real simple. Like I don't feel like dicking around and spending hours and figuring out what I want to do. So I'm like, I'm just defaulted just by just compounding this shit. And it's, I mean, it's a good default. So. Well, that's the yeah. key. Like, as long as your default option in a system is easy, then you don't have to worry that, like, if you're not tinkering, that you're not, you know, you're messing something up, right? That's always a good feeling, too. And when the the core token you're paid in is, like, let's say Osmo or Luna or whatever for whatever you're doing, yeah, as long as you're getting a token you like, you know, there's no urgency to go screw around with it. The, yep. the problem happens if you're, get, you're on some, you know, shitcoin system where the token you're getting is like going down in value as you get it. And you're like, you're, you're always in an urgency to go do something with it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the, problem. the problem. Yeah. That's the problem. Like I used to mess around because, uh, I wanted to have, this is before I got into like, like Terra's eco, but I was like, I need to get in a pool where I don't have to bond anything and just have it kind of sitting there. So I was like using, uh, SIF chain and it was a pain in the ass because I had to use a VPN and then I had to sit there and then dick around. And then like they pay the rewards that they don't pay them out every day. So then it, it was just a pain in the ass. I'm like, oh, yeah. Keeping track of weird dates and shit is a whole nother, like, you know. Yeah. I'm like, this is too <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, this is too much for me. Like, even though, like, the APRs were pretty good and they had, like, impermanent loss uh, protection. And I still, I, I haven't been on SIF chain in so long. Like, it's been literally months. And I still get paid out in. I don't uh, even know. I I still don't know what the point of that chain is. Like I'm sure there's a compelling case for it. I just don't know what it is. It was supposed to bring over like Ethereum and stuff like that, but it, it was just a, it's hard because of like the Ethereum gas. But so this is how crazy it is. Like I haven't used SIP chain in probably like two months, and I still get paid out. I don't even know when it is, but I get paid. I'll randomly look at my wallet and I'm like, oh, I got a bunch of SIP chain. It's because I have a permanent loss. I don't remember which poll I was in, but I think it was Adam and I just got screwed because like Adam, Adam like ran and like, and, and, uh, SIF chain like dumped. So I just got so much SIF chain, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. I just try to keep it simple sometimes. Hey, hey Sefi. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, miss. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. So I'm, I've been listening to this conversation. I started interacting with Cosmos. You know, Hoss, I think, looks expert at Cosmo. So my interpretation is that I think, you know, this Osmo is basically similar to what Astroport is to Luna because I think primarily they look similar in function. The only difference I see with uh, Osmo is that, you know, you need to also look at uh, the airdrops you get, right? Which I think, you know, is not the case with Astroport because I think if you, you know, uh, stake Atom Secrets, not on a secret, actually, Atom, uh, Juno, and uh, Osmo, you pretty much qualify for all, you know, Cosmos airdrops and maybe Hoss, you can confirm that, right? Yeah. These are the big three. Yeah, those are the, well, currently those are the big three, but just to let you know, yeah, if you're trying to yield some uh, airdrops, you're definitely going to want to stake some secret because there's a lot of like really legit like L2s and solutions that are being built on secret network and all these airdrops uh, snapshots are going to be happening real soon, so. If you want, if you're in it, just like you're like, I just want to get some free tokens. I would definitely stake some secret for sure, and that's probably a correlation of why. If you look at the charts, like secret pumped real hard recently, pumped. So one question, you know, basically, I think the the most exciting thing going on secret is 
shade protocol, right? Which basically pumped hard. And I think, is there a time decay? Because, Sefi, I don't know whether you, you know, claimed your tokens, but if the more you delay, I think you, know, you get lesser tokens of shade, is what my understanding is. And maybe, Hoss, you can confirm this, right? I don't um, is, think I was, I, maybe I wasn't, well, I wasn't eligible for shade with my. But Luna, you would be eligible. I, I don't think I was staked at the moment when that was snapshotted, but. You can also get shade with what? Like your Adam? Luna. 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 You can get it with Luna. Well, he was saying he wasn't staked as Luna, but it was it was uh Adam, Secret, Secret and, and Luna. Um, Luna, yeah. Luna, I should probably yeah. go check my Adam wallet. I probably have some shade sitting there, probably. I don't know. Yeah, so you claim it, Sefi, because I think you you're gonna lose some tokens there. Yeah, and I, mean, I you think you should. I mean each token's like over ninety dollars right now. I'm yeah, sure you exactly. Know, of those. <laughs> yeah, so I lose money. Keep that shit right now. You're saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you should. Just got, you just got a nice little paycheck right there, just showing. You don't even know about right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm about yeah. to go to sleep, and now I got to go do this shit now. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you know, I think if you sit for last, next five months, you're gonna lose all your shade tokens. So, and I think there is a time decay. This is what I checked on YouTube. So you're gonna lose your shade portion basically every day you delay it. And I think you know, Mandy's confused you last time but i think it's not that bad all you need is secret token actually and then you know because you need that secret token to transact you know with the protocol to to claim your token so that's what you need uh basically yeah it was 20 percent. they gave you 20 percent of your allocation and then whenever main main net launches they're going to give you the rest of the 80 percent. Right. but yeah, yeah i mean it was a good airdrop it's definitely definitely a solid airdrop for sure i mean depending on how much you're staking i mean you can He's sitting on a lot of money, just sitting there. Right. Hey, Hoss, one thing, you know, when I was doing all this, because I transferred UST, so why is basically for Luna guys, you know, you have to basically have Luna, right, to send, you know, transact in UST. UST is not still accepted. You need to have Luna basically to, you know, send and receive, you know, your UST to Osmo. So do you know, is that part of the plan or, you know? Wait, what are because, you saying? You know, You're saying like if you had... If you have Luna and you want to send over UST from no, like no, station. no. If I have to, you know, send the UST from Terra, right, and then buy use that UST to buy it Osmo, I need to have Luna basically, right, in my wallet. That's no, what I yes. realized. You don't, you don't need Luna for anything if you're on Osmosis already. I, I mean, it, it basically I had to, you know, buy some Luna. That's that's not the only way the UST basically went into the Osmo wallet. That's what I discovered oh, last I think, week. Yeah, I think you were talking about uh, when you have to transfer funds from your Terra Station wallet to the Kepler yes. wallet, you need a little bit of a Luna in there. Exactly, yeah. So that, I think, was disappointing because I was thinking that, you know, I was expecting that I was trans- transferring UST and UST is stable, right? So I don't want to sell my Luna, but I had to basically do that. Well, you know, just to pay, do, do that transaction. Well, yeah, that's the, it's because technically UST is... is 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 Luna in a theory? So, like, even if you had Juno and you were sending, like, so say to say hypothetically, you wanted to send over Neta or some L two that's built on Juno from Juno over to your Kepler or for uh, f- from Juno to Osmosis, you technically have to pay a little bit of Juno gas for that. I mean, because you have to look at it like it's you're sending data from one planet to the other, and you do need to have gas for that transaction to take place, regardless of what IBC asset it is. I mean, the only one, I guess, technically right now is Osmo. Even when you send Osmo out of Osmo to like a different planet, so to speak, a different blockchain, you don't have to pay Osmo gas. I mean, I don't see that being forever like that, but for the time being, it's like that. 
Yeah, yes. I saw that as well. Yeah, right. I, I remember you get three options, and then they were, they were all zero initially. Now two of the three options have a small fee included already, so they're starting to pop up. You have the third option, which is a slow transfer process at zero Osmos. So you still have that option at the moment. It's still zero, but then you can see that it's going to start um, coming up, which is fair. I mean, you want to get rewarded for the for the pools, right? If you're in the pools, you don't want to lose out. You get those rewards. Um, but yeah, no, totally. Um, but but a way around that too, like if like say you wanted to have UST on osmosis and you wanted to send it to your Terra station wallet and say you never uploaded your seed phrase from Terra into your Kepler because technically you could have merged them, but say you didn't, all you have to do is when you click withdraw, you can just change your Terra address because you it'll automatically by default bring up a Terra address that's in your Kepler, but you could just change it. You click the little box and you can send your UST right to your. Uh, Terra Station wallet, and you don't have to pay any gas to do that. It's free. Um, real, real quick question. Um, yeah, like I don't know. I've got like uh, a few thousand bucks worth of shade here. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey man, I told you. I told so, you. So uh, it's probably a good thing that you told me. So, um, all right, like uh, you'll have to explain to me what the fuck I'm doing here, because like I've got this calculate thing. It tells me I have like some shade tokens and now I'm going to claim now. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to. No, no, no. So if you read that uh, video, there are two links there. Right. I think you need to let that video and then you need to hit claim now. And then you do some bunch of spread. You need to create a permit. You need to basically have some 0.27 secret token actually in your wallet for this to go through. Yeah, Wait, so I have to have what in my wallet? So somebody zero point two seven secret. What's the best thing he can do with this shade? So, what you want to <laughs> do? Yeah. So, what you want to do is obviously you probably have some secret gas. You just need to get the private key. So you have to enable your your shade like private key. So it'll show on your like if you click your Kepler, and you go for you know you know you hit the secret assets, your okay. shade will show in there because you you basically uploaded your your private key into it. So like it'll show SHD and then whatever, how many shades you have. And then you technically have it and then you could do whatever you want. Like if you wanted to swap it, you can go on Sienna, uh, Sienna swap and it's on secret swap and you could just swap it to secret or whatever you want to do or just hold on to it, whatever, you know, whatever. I know they, uh, you know, they're going to be doing more with the token for it, but it's up to you, obviously. Kepler always confused the shit out of me. So, all right, so I've got my secret network address here mm -hmm. um that's linked to my atom address that i used right so yes. it created an address for me so i go into this thing and there's like oh wait so i have to watch this video or what or i can't remember i think they make you watch <laughs> it's like it. a little video about how to claim your airdrop i'm gonna skip that we're gonna pretend like i'm gonna like do this without the instruction manual here <laughs> so you add your um eligible address um do you type in the secret address no not the one you just gave you have to give no, put it. your cosmos address in there so it'll tell you how many uh or you can click import from kepler wallet and it should automatically put all your your okay yeah. got it so import from kepler wallet did that so it showed it on my cosmos um okay and then i hit next uh and then it says create permits for each address what's going on here yeah you would want to click yes it's just basically you're just letting it let let it like basically transact you're giving so it, it has a it has a permit created then it says select your master account please read that carefully 
And that's your secret. That that mm. would be your secret address. That's a secret address. Yeah. It should it's populate automatically for you. So it populated automatically. Okay. So that yeah. is the okay. Yeah, that's the one I have over here in my wallet. Okay, sure. Then what? And then it should just be good after they click next. And then I I can't go to number. Four. I'm actually doing it with you right now. I can't go to four. Warning: This account does not exist. Has not been registered on chain, and just means the address has never received secret. Requires point two seven four nine 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 secret. Yeah, you need secret gas for for to do that. Do you have secret in there? Oh, for fuck's sake! No. Where do I get that now? Go to yeah, Osmosis you, now. You, so, yeah, you need to buy it. Yeah, Tr- swap Tricky, your item Tricky will send you some, Steffi. Tricky, Tricky's, <laughs> Tricky's probably got about 50 secrets sitting over there. <laughs> I need like one secret here or something. Or yeah, whatever just grab like one. <laughs> Can you hop over to Osmosis real quick? Um. Yeah, maybe. Let me see if, if I you, remember how to do that. <laughs> I mean, you can, what, one atom is like three secret or four secret or something like that. So you could split one atom up or something. Yeah, let me get to osmosis. Um, da, 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 da. Yeah, because I've got some atom on there. I think I could swap, I suppose. You could do yeah, point, yeah. Point 0.5 atom yeah. if you want, and then that'll give you probably two secret, maybe. Yeah, so here we go. Um all right, so then I go over to, yeah, the, 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 this, ex, this part of the experience of osmosis is still a little bit um, like tricky, I guess, in a sense. So I'm going to throw like, I don't know, I'm going to go ahead and convert one atom so I have plenty of gas in there for later. Um, all right, so I'm going to hit swap, and then this is going to go to your assets. Exactly. So after you do that, you can oh, just, it's going to go to your asset section. That's right. Yeah, then you just withdraw it, and then it should go right to your Kepler, and then you're good after that. Yeah, so it's going to go to your assets, and that's your asset in within your – it's like a big, giant wallet within Osmosis. So then you just have to withdraw it out of Osmosis, and that will go direct, directly into your secret wallet. Right. So, yeah. so right, Steffi, right, this right. is how big of a degenerate I am. I got this uh, Logitech mouse. It has a bunch of buttons on it. I uh-huh. have one of them. I have one of them uh, programmed for Control Shift and R. So hard refresh. It's just, <laughs> it, it saves so much time. Like I'll do that transaction right. Like your your transaction you're doing while while it's spinning a little bit. I just hit Control. I just basically hit that button. Go to assets. I'll just hit it real quick. And then yeah, you're, you're, you have an entire macro and whatnot designed. Yeah, I have macros. <laughs> I have. I don't have time to be hitting that shit. So I just click the button on my mouse. It's like. Yeah, because sometimes like on Osmosis, it'll spin a little bit, but the transaction already went through. You just need to hard refresh your your website. Yeah, you got to refresh it all the time. So, did you you converted you converted uh, one atom to secret? Seth? Yes. So I'm I'm waiting to see if um, well, I've got to I guess refresh my um screen. No, it, it's yeah. it's it hasn't shown up yet in my um secret wallet. Secret wallet yet. Okay, so you did the withdrawal. So you went to withdraw it out of osmosis. Yes, and I believe okay. it said successful because it's showing zero on my um, page here. Yeah, yeah just go, give it like Steffi, 10 scroll, seconds. I was going to say, sc- scroll down on your website on the assets page if you still have uh, okay, it. Okay, IBC it, transactions down it, there. Oh, yeah, here we go. It just popped up the um, successfully. Oh, yeah, it's showing my wallet now. All right, so now cool. I go back over Shade and then uh let's see and i hit that next button i think and now that there's gas okay yeah so it's asking okay so it's showing my 
claim here. Let's see, claim. Um, initial claim amount is 20% of your full airdrop. What's that, what's that all about? Good. Well, yeah. th whenever their main net drops, which is going to be pretty soon, I think, that's when you can get the rest of it. So it's just because they're not main. So, yeah, yet. what you got is only 20% right there, right? Yeah. Is that the right? The rest you yes. with main net, yeah. Yes, 20% is what it's saying. So you got another another good good chunk of change coming. Man, they're making me work for this shit. Like, yeah, I thought right. it was just going to, like, push a button and get rich. <laughs> that, that's what's frustrating. <laughs> with some, And th this is probably not that... Some of these airdrops are more ridiculous. Like, I mean, th this is secret. So you got probably like, you know, three more extra sets of steps just because you're dealing with the secret privacy, network. But yeah, privacy what, layer. Yeah. What do you think, guys? Should he just hold on to the shade? I mean, it, I mean, the shade and the silk is is a mirror of Luna and UST, right? I mean, that's yeah. what they're doing. I think he should just hold on. I mean, hold I, hold, I hold on to mine. So, I mean, I got a decent amount of shade and I'm not, I'm not selling it. And I'm not even adding to the pools because I don't want a permanent loss. So I the shade to is to, the shade is like Luna and the silk is going to be like the stable coin. Yeah. So what's this, what's this concept on secret where you have to create a viewing key? Is that's a whole thing, huh? So, yeah. That's, so that's basically so you enable the, um, it to be a thing, but it's a smart contract. So you're enabling a smart contract. And it's privacy by default. So, like, essentially, you can pr still produce your records if you want to. Like, you can, there's a site that you can go on, and like, for like tax purposes, if you're like, hey, I want to produce all this shit because I want to. Got it'll it. Show your, it'll show your transactions still. Now, should I then go to Shade to like stake this? You so, like, technically, right now, you can't stake Shade. The only type of degen action you can do is you can provide liquidity on secret swap or sienna swap well they have a page now it says stkd dash secret stake stake secret or wait, yeah staked. yeah they're gonna do that soon too with uh shade when mainnet happens but right now you can only you get a basically a staking derivative of secret and there's a pool on sienna swap it's it's a uh, stake secret and secret that they're it's not incentivized yet but yeah hey, I mean, that's a thing one more thing Sefi. there is um there's a couple airdrops coming, but I think you have to have a minimum of like 10 to 20 secret. I know the Jackal DAO is like a cloud com cloud computing. Isn't, isn't Jackal going to be more like a cloud computing, guys? And that's their airdrop is uh, April 9th. But you have to have yeah. a minimum. You have to have a minimum of 20 secret. So yeah, well, yeah, Mayor, that's basically like it's it's a, it's data storage so it's like a decentralized dropbox in a, in a nutshell so to speak but what's cool about it is like if we had a website we have private keys and we could have stuff on a website where only people can see that that data stored on there that basically have that private key so i'm just really yeah i'm just saying sefi while you're here if you want to get 20 secret to uh to stake okay you need, you need to stake it with jackal dow and then you'll get you'll get that airdrop. And I mean, who knows what if this if they're going to take off or not. But I was just saying while you're here, and from what I guess, there's a couple other secret airdrops coming. But I don't know what the hoops what are. What the heck's yet. a jackal down? <laughs> so, yeah, that, what it is, it's like it's basically a decentralized uh, storage for data. Okay. And uh, they're they're yeah, their team's really good. So I mean, it's like a Dropbox for for data. So you know data storage data to me data storage is huge so i mean i don't think that's going anywhere anytime soon it's you know data just keeps growing and someone someone has to store it so that's kind of their so little niche. 
maybe uh so on shade protocol it's so one of the little features here is it's asking you for a viewing key. if you want a viewing key for like secret uh s secret staked secret and then shade so i i went ahead and said yes to all that was that a good thing or bad yeah thing? so you'll always <laughs> have that yeah yeah so like you, you basically will have it so any sort of secret transaction you have whether it's on shade protocol or not you're always going to have that you know with a private key so like like me for an example like under my secret i have like a shitload of different ones like i have c5 shade sienna um s wawa s adam s luna because like you could send your like if you wanted hypothetically you're like hey i want to send you some luna and it not be on the blockchain well i can give you my secret address and you could send me over s luna and then now it's in my in my wallet and no one but, knows about it but now on this page specifically on shade it's asked like one of the options is to stake and you're you're allowed to stake secret and receive the stkd or state secret um token right yeah. yes um why is this on the shade protocol is it because you are staking secret to shade well it is and it isn't because like what, what yeah in theory that is but what how they're doing their global basket of currencies is like i think they're doing like a different amount of them like i i don't know their burning mechanisms but i know this is going to be a part of like their portfolio for uh for the for the uh token for their stable coin so this so, is in other words what you're saying is this isn't how you would normally stake your secret no, token because you do that in Kepler. correct yeah like if you hit if you uh would hit stake right on your Kepler wallet with your secret. Like it'll uh -huh. pop up the page and it, you'll see all the validators. Yeah, that just is the regular staking. Kepler's the regular staking with right. all the validators. Yep. So, but Shade has a whole different set of staking for them. Okay, I get it. Yeah, it literally just started like, I don't even know, a few days ago. So like, yeah, but there's, there, you're going to be able to provide liquidity with like a stake derivative and stuff like that too on secret uh, swap and, and Sienna and stuff like that. So quick, quick question, Haas. Well, you're the secret expert here. So once you get those viewing keys, they, they just st they stay with you. Like, is it a small fee you have to just pay one time? Yeah, it's a one time fee. It's also only for that particular device that you're on. So like if you. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you have a Kepler, I think maybe they'll change it over time. But like, say you have you know, a different computer, you would have to do it on that one. And as soon as you would do it on your new device, your other one will have like a little. Uh, a wrench next to it it'll show that it's not like active and then you would have to just click it again and act activate it yeah it's the, the privacy is based on the on the device pretty yeah, much correct. yes correct okay yeah so i i went and dumped some more adam in here to do exactly what you said since why not <laughs> yeah man. so you would um so you're saying just go to the um trade swap uh Adam for a sufficient amount of secret and then dump it on what again? <laughs> the, the jackal? <laughs> yeah, well, if you wanted to, if you wanted to stake some secret right now for like potential airdrops. Uh, oh, just generally to stake secret. Yeah, if you don't have any intentions of staking secret and you're just like, I want to get rid of the shade for, you know, secret and then trade trade the secret into Luna, then you could do all that right on, uh, you know, secret swap. And Sienna swap. Okay. Yeah. I've got, I, so. I think he was wanting to just stake some secret just to have it. Well, he was, was initially talking about stake and shade. You can't technically stake shade. Right. Yet. Right. 
Yeah, you can stake your secret through the Kepler uh, interface. Like if you bring up the staking dashboard, Sophie. Okay. So let's see here. I, I've got some random uh, Luna that I swapped. Um, some atom that I swapped for Luna before it went up. So now I'm going to use that to like convert to some uh, secret as well here. So I got like a pretty good like you know little cache of it. <laughs> And then, like, because I wanted to kind of eventually play on secret anyway, so it's like you're forcing me to like figure it out. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> so You'll like good. it. You'll like it. Yeah, I, it's I like it's, it. you're pushing me over the edge here, and now it's like, um... <laughs> okay, so yeah, I've got mm, pretty good chunk of secret here. I can uh, take that, take it to my wallet, and then just go to um, staking it. Uh, any particular validator you're thinking? Well, if you're staking secret, I would probably throw a little bit into that uh, Jackal DAO because they're they're doing like they're doing oh, an airdrop. They a, you're saying they have a specific validator? Yeah, they're doing an airdrop for all secret stakers and I think a couple other tokens. But uh, yeah, they're giving like a bonus amount for people that are actually staking directly with them. Oh, I see. Okay, so um, Jackal, do they have a? Is there a pretty robust? Um, validator service now with secret yeah they're it's getting better like at the, when that, that shade airdrop first happened there was a lot of congestion and bullshit because of like the cross chain uh like from luna and adam it kind of like messed it up and then afterwards it was it was beat for a few days and then they must have upgraded everything because now you it's it's been way smoother actually beforehand you had to use at least medium gas for any transaction and if you were like minting an nft you always had to use high and now you could just use low for any transaction on any any literally any transaction in secret network, and it usually there's no problem whatsoever. Hmm. Okay. Now, with when I delegate, should I always leave like sort of like on Terra? Should I always leave some for gas extra? Yeah, for sure. Like I always for the way I do things, I usually just leave a couple secret just for gas. I mean, not that it costs that much, just for the hell of it, because I don't want to be like trying to do something and like shit. Now I got to go to Osmosis and send more. Exactly. <laughs> I just leave by default. I usually leave like two and a half, and then since I have a decent amount staked, anyways, it's like I get I don't know how much secret I get, but I get quite a lot of secret. So I just it's, it's funny how natively these wallets don't leave you a spot to leave some like shit for gas fees for later, right? Where you don't accidentally spend them. Exactly. They only let you do the the, the bare, bare minimum. So like if you had like 10 Luna or whatever and you wanted to send it over, it'll just do just enough for that transaction and then you won't have any for the next time. So it's like, yeah, you just kind of, yeah, it, there should be like a gas button. It's just like, all right, you click it, you know, you, you just estimate like, all right, now I'm good for, you know, the next two weeks or whatever. A little yeah. gas reserve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all gas. right, well now, now I'm, a, I'm a officially a staked secret holder. So there you go. Nice. Yeah, there we go. And so, so yay. So uh so I've got to go back for when for the rest of so I have to wait for mainnet for shade, basically. Yeah. That I mean I'll let you I'll hit you up on, on Twitter or something, let you know. <laughs> <laughs> remind me that I've got this airdrop. Yeah, because who that's a nice little paycheck. It's just gonna go be buy, there. go buy my wife something with her or something. Yeah, well, actually, I'll probably just been, take it. it <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm doing. Well, I that's usually what I do with, with my wife doesn't need anything. Yeah, me, mine either. <laughs> I asked her the other day, I said, should I buy some Bitcoin? And she was like, no, you don't, you never talk about Bitcoin. And I was like, all right, I won't buy any Bitcoin then. Because everyone keeps getting on me. For my, people are like, you're nuts. You don't have any Bitcoin. I'm like, no, man, I don't have any Bitcoin. I don't, I don't know. I, I, my, to me, Luna's my Bitcoin. It's like, right, right. <laughs> I'm just like, rocket. I want Luna. 
I don't know. I'm just more like I, I when I first got into crypto, I said to myself, like, all right, I have a decent job in real life. If I lose all this, yeah, it's gonna suck. It's gonna suck, but whatever. I'm just gonna go for it. So like, I kind of still have that mentality at most, but not. I'm not as 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 nuts. Like I stick to my tokens that I really like, and I just go, you know, hammer home at those. And every once in a while, I'll just take a, you know, I'll take a whiff at something else. But I just stick with it. And it's like if it's not broken, why fix it? But you know, over time, I think when when Bitcoin does get on osmosis, I probably will get some Bitcoin or maybe grab a Bitcoin and just throw it in a freaking ledger and just never, you know, just whatever, fuck it, just sits there forever, see what happens with it. But yeah, I'm I'm more on like my Luna to me is my Bitcoin. So it's like, I'm just going to stack some, some Luna and see where it takes me. Cause I, I can see an easy in the near future it being a thousand dollar token so i mean i don't know i don't know if you think like i'm sure you think like that too but yeah well yeah luna's an obvious thousand dollar token like there's just not even a like in other words my my philosophy is if it's not going to go to a thousand then you might as well sell it now because there's something wrong with it no it like by every practical measure it should go to a thousand um you know how long it takes to go from a thousand to ten thousand is is where a lot of the debate really comes in because you know the different tokenomics issues and what have you, right? Because like once you the price of Luna goes up, it doesn't burn as quickly, right? So then it's more speculative price action, and the yield also goes down somewhat with a higher price too. So it that's gets interesting. So. Um, but you know, TFL smart people, they'll figure out neat new things to add to the shit and add yeah. more revenue mechanisms. You know, they will. <laughs> yeah. So, so like to me, that's like my, sa- to me, that's like my high, high yield savings account. I use it like that. And then I just, I don't know. I just don't, I, maybe I'm crazy, but I just don't see Bitcoin doing a 10 X maybe, you know, I, I don't know if ever, honestly, I'm not a Bitcoin hater. I just, I don't know. Does it do a 10 X in the next five years? I don't know. I just uh, don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think it would. Um, I think the current logarithmic trend line puts it at um, the one to two million range in approximately 2026, 2027, if it continues on its current trend line. So it's not it's not out of the question. Now, at that level, you're talking about a substantial portion of like the world's store of value is now in Bitcoin, right? So it presumes a lot. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, it, it could happen. Yeah, I mean, it could definitely happen. I think, what is it, about 1% of like the total value in the stock market is technically in crypto. So like we're such a small market compared to like the, the, the stock market. So yeah, I mean, I could see that. I just, I think the, the 10X is quicker with, with Luna by a, a, like a by a mile basically. So I'm looking at like I want to 10x my savings account, and I'm going for Luna. That's my 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 bet. Hey, uh, Peter's been waiting. Peter, we can both see the same physio together. <laughs> hey, but yeah, I was gonna hop off, guys. It's been nice talking to everyone tonight. I gotta. My wife's probably gonna give me a stink eye. It's like 12:30 here, so. <laughs> All right, fellas. All yeah, right, we'll catch you later, guys. <laughs> later. Have a good one, guys. Peter, did you have a uh, any particular last question? Oh, yeah. Well, for one, actually, I just did some Jackal Dow stuff. So if you are new to Secret, you should definitely stake with them because I think it 2Xs your airdrop for staking Secret. So that's a that's a no-brainer right there, especially if you okay. haven't, you're not currently staked. 
Um, I just did sorry, it, so it should be good to go. Just on that, just on that as well, Peter. Uh, I just did that as well while you guys were talking. Um, so what else? What else do you need to state to to make sure you get the maximum amount? Um, I think it was just secret for Jackal. Um, there was a couple because right. I, I was just I was just kind of going through everything over the weekend and making sure I had like a bunch of things staked. Um, what's interesting about Jackal and and I don't it, it costs like I think like point two Juno. They have this thing called like RNS, like a registered like domain name, kind of similar to um the ens domains and so i wouldn't be surprised if if you register a domain with them like you probably would get maybe a kicker and i mean it was worth like the 20 dollars worth of juno it costs to register essentially what it does is it gives you you can register like a you know a cephy dot rns right and you register that for x number of years and essentially that replaces your all of your Cosmos Kepler wallet addresses with a, you know, Cepi.rns, right? So that way you don't have to memorize them all. And it, and it essentially resolves to all of those domains for that particular wallet that you registered it under. So I, I did that just as kind of like a flyer um, since that's like their main, that's their first service that they have. So it might be worth spending. It's similar to ENS and USD, right? What we have. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Got it. And I think Jackal, you, you know, if you stay greater than 10 Atom, you still get Jackal, right? That's why I'm checking website. Uh, yeah, I think it was I think it was uh, Adam, Juno, and, and uh, Secret. Secret, right? Yeah. Uh, what are the other good airdrops other than the Jackal thing? I mean, because <laughs> there are tons of airdrops in Cosmos, right? Some of them are shitty. But uh, what are the other good ones? Uh, do you know any? Oh, man. Um, so a good website that I've been kind of like getting some of my research from was uh, cosmosairdrops.io. And they kind of just give you a list of like, things that are upcoming, things that have already like been had a snapshot for. So like in the instance of like this shade thing, like you could have known like to go to it. So cosmosairdrops.io. Um, and you can do, you know, ones that are active, ones that are upcoming, ones that are like, you know, potentially rumored. So you can kind of maybe, you know, if someone tweeted about it like five months ago and, you know, you had to do X, Y, Z, you can kind of, kind of get ahead. Um, but yeah, that's, that's at least where I'm going from right now. The only other one that I kind of know that the rumored one that I kind of did was on the, uh, was it like the Rango exchange? I did a bunch of swaps on the Rango exchange just to kind of, although I think com, I think someone was talking about Comdex earlier today or on this call um comdex the um testnet is live so i went on the testnet and did a bunch of testnet things to hopefully you know up my chances of maybe getting some comdex stuff because right now i know that there are some um incentivized pools on osmosis about uh comdex so i i just went on and you know you go to the faucet grab some testnet comdex and do some swaps for like you know gold oil or silver i think are the three three things they have on there so might be worth checking out yeah maybe thanks that helps hey sevi before you drop off one question are you watching i mean are you buying F fxs the frax share because i think this um, convex thing is bullish right on here a dozen times and like you know uh just trying to convince me for sure to get it <laughs> like but it's <laughs> I, it's available on where ethereum right 
Uh, no, I think it's it's on KuCoin. You can get it on KuCoin. Oh, you can. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe can. I'll get some then. I don't know. Is is the pricing good right now, or is it like already? I think popped? it touched forty two and it's sitting at thirty six. I don't think it'll go too down because of this Convex news, right? So I think it may it may it pump hard actually. Yeah, maybe I'll if it's on KuCoin, maybe I'll just get some. But it, it's it's a native token of what though? Is it Ethereum based ERC twenty? What is it? I think it's on multiple protocols. It's I think you know it's on three or four chains. Oh. You can get it on KuCoin. For I'm sure. only saying that because like if I have to uh if I have to use Take MetaMask it. if I have to use MetaMask again I'm no you you don't need to use MetaMask <laughs> you you okay. can use yeah you can buy it on KuCoin. It's right. coming to Avmos here soon too. I'm pretty sure. So that'll be another easier way to get it. Oh, I see. Okay, cool. I had a I had a question. Um, so I've. Has anyone that's staking with certain validators ever used the restake.app feature where you can kind of go on and I guess essentially you're authorizing your Kepler wallet to automatically claim and well, I guess they're, you're not really claiming and restaking, you're just restaking it, um, restaking your rewards every day. Because for some of them, it's, you know, either I just lose sight of it, anything I have on Cosmos, I just claim and restake, which may or may not be the you know the the best move but it's at least the the easiest move um so is there has anyone used restake.app for their restaking and do you have any like kind of comments around that yeah it's actually really cool really convenient um kind of takes all that just hassle of every day going and staking so many different coins sometimes um it's actually not even authorizing necessarily your wallet it's just a script that the validators install that it's using what's called auth z like it's a new cosmos sdk feature so it's like completely trustless it's not like you're worrying about um anybody having access to your wallet or anything and it actually is only enabled for one year so it's not like it's doing it forever it's uh it's really cool um i'm pretty sure even terra has auth z enabled but there's only like four um validators that have it active right now but uh but yeah it's really cool some validators do it like every hour some it's like like twice a day some it's once a day um but yeah it's really really convenient i love it okay and and, and i guess my my next question would be is there like an is there any risk so i guess this is all validator side so it's not like really anything that would affect you know there could be no like negative repercussions if if i do enable this on the validators that for the coins uh, or for networks that that have this enabled, because I notice it's only certain. It seems it appears like it's only certain operators on certain networks that that have it, and it seems like for most of them that I do have it. And if it enables me to not have to go and you know hit claim and whatever each day, then then I'm all for it. So, uh, yeah. So like the risk there would be if the validator's compromised, then there's probably where the the problem would be. But that's kind of your only risk vector right there. Okay, cool. Yeah, it seems like an awesome service, and it would just be one. I mean, granted, I it's funny. I, I like I the service is great, but I also appreciate the. I like to push the button every day. It's kind of like you know that Pavlov's dog kind of thing, where you know you go get your your dopamine hit, kind of like the. I don't know if any of you are lunatics here, but it's like the Prism amps. Like I love first thing in the morning. I wake up and and I put my 7,000 amps into my <laughs> my amps vault every morning. So, uh, but but at the same time, like it, it'd almost be nice to just do this on on some of them in a 
I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to use it yet, but I was just, it seemed like a really cool feature. It, it's essentially auto compounding your, 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 your stake, your staking rewards, like, you know, for you. So. Yeah. Use it. Be- because it you, time. because you mentioned it, I went and pushed the amps button right now, by the way, Peter. <laughs> dude it's the best part of my day it's the confetti man they they really uh the u the ux ui experience is uh is top notch yeah the confetti that's that's the thing <laughs> oh by the way uh have you guys uh done lps on astroport lately when if you do a new lp um like when i go to my locked liquidity page it doesn't actually say um it doesn't have a claim rewards button for this new LP. Does that not show up for a day or two or what? Or am I missing something? Like where, where does your Astro show up? Just near your wallet? Anybody know? Yeah, I think for me, it shows up on the next to the wallet. There's another dollar sign, like a wallet, little, little, like a micro wallet thing uh, next to the wallet on the top right. Mine shows yeah, up there. Yeah, I see it. Okay, yeah. I, mean, I just didn't notice that. Got it, got it. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, total rewards. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the, the pool that I just put in here is just raking in mad money today. So, like, I opened it. Okay, so I'm going to claim my rewards today and then see where it is tomorrow, but it's doing pretty well. Um, but I just took a big chunk of my, um, Luna and did the Luna bonded Luna pool. It's yield is like 14%. I wanted more uh risk-free astro tokens right so i was just going to use that in there 15 percent is a better yield than say for example the native staking yield or um and it's not as good as the prism but i only wanted so much in prism because i already have like a lot of you know i only have so much prism token so i already felt like that was good so i just stuck a chunk in here instead of doing the arbs all the time um i thought this is a good option to acquire uh plenty of astro port token this year and then I think, you know, if Astroport token does a nice 10x, then all my yields will basically 10x. So that'll take that 14% APY and like effectively make that into like a 140% APY in a sense. It's kind of my theory. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, that's, 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 so I, so I guess like last week or so, or maybe like a week and a half or so ago, when the, when the, cause I had a whole bunch coming out of uh, Anchor, Anchor Burn. Um, I was like, what the heck am I going to do with all this Luna? So my experiment was, and I, and I think I'm like, like I said, I think I'm like a week and a half into it. So I'll, I'll know here in a little bit, but what I did was, is I, I did exactly what you, what you're, what you're talking about is my experiment was, well, well, if I was going to arb this, you know, 30 Luna, I would have gotten 2% over 21 days. So what I did was I took that 30 Luna, I split it in half. I took 15 B Luna, 15 Luna, parked it in an in Astroport LP, and I'm gonna see like if my rewards after 21 days are gonna be greater than the two percent if I would have just arbed it. So I, I'll have some math for you here in a, in a little bit, and but it'll be interesting because the Astroport token obviously has you know gone kind of gangbusters since you know a week and a half ago or so ago, but. Um, well, yeah, which so- is which is good in that, like when you're when you're earning it um, in the pool, it actually works out better for you in a sense because you're um, you you're getting it at probably the cheapest rate possible in a way, right? Because when you're farming it, 
And then um, the APY, because they have that big chunk of money that was sitting there in Astro uh, that hadn't been distributed to shareholders, um, the APY on the staking side of Astro is like 71% right now for the next like 60 days, or I don't remember how many days it's going to take, but it's going to take a while to distribute those funds that were already collected on Astro and that were available before staking started. So um, I I took all my airdrops, I took all my Astro that I got from um, like the early farming activities, and then now I just added another big farm to it, and um, we'll see how it performs. But uh, well, I mean, it's going to perform at about fifteen percent APY, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, it's put a sizable chunk of cash in there. Um, uh, to basically just farm Astro token and then take that, stake it for the really high yield over time. But uh, I think the mix of the staking yield plus Astro token price growth plus the transactional revenue as like Astroport becomes 10 times as big as it is now at some point in the future, um, I think it's a good mix of um, risk reward here. Um, even at the current Astro price, I think it's reasonable. Yeah, I'll be excited to see like what the actual like APR is versus like if I just got the the two percent on that thirty Luna that day uh, compared to me, you know me splitting it, throwing it back into you know the LP and and what my snapshot will be at that you know twenty one day period as if I had put it back into bonded Luna. But I, I mean, I think it's going to be more. That's why I kind of did it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see that see the math to see how how much greater it might be because like you said then i can take those astro awards and essentially i'm throwing those in a pool where i'm going to get you know 50 percent plus on for you know however long that you know gravy train lasts so uh it'll be it'll be kind of kind of neat to work out the numbers on yeah the psi ust pool on there but i didn't even notice that it was emitting psi tokens so the PSI token, so I just took that and I swapped some of that for Astro too, now that it's Astro's under three bucks again. So um, yeah, just looking for as many ways to get as much Astro as possible before the um, new protocols come out and like the Astro Wars begin, right? Because that's next. Um, so it should be fun. Yeah, I, I had to go and buy some Astro tokens. I mean, I could do what you guys are saying, but my number of Lunas are pretty small so the the 10 percent wouldn't be any meaningful <laughs> uh, so I, I just went and bought some astro tokens whatever price they were and put it in the staking at the moment it's got a decent staking returns 78 percent for now anyway yeah i i think uh w once you get like a sizable enough position uh like a sustainable 15 percent apy that um, is in a token that you want is a really, really good endpoint to reach, honestly, without having to do a whole lot of other fancy shit, quite frankly. Um, there comes a point at which you're just like, well, you want to do something that earns you consistently without a whole lot of problems and a whole lot of like crazy ass price volatility and just sustainable. Like, you know, you can like let it sit there for a year or two or three and it'll be fine um, as opposed to worrying about like things going up and down all the time. I figured uh, like, I'll, I'll just take money from my income coming in every month and use that a little bit here and there for like, like dip buying money if things come in and then try to just take what's in the ecosystem already and just kind of use that to the max effect and not, not have to put too much more into 
that space. That's why like, it's also good to like, that's why I have a, that Voyager account too. Cause that way, if I have a little Bitcoin, I have a little this and that, that's making me income that I can do like more traditional, uh, like I can just spend that. Right. And I don't have to mess with an actual DeFi wallet and offloading it right now and all that shit. So that's kind of a nice, um, ha- having separate like sources that you can pull from helps. I think. Crypto secret. What's up? How you doing? What's up, brother? I was just trying to figure out, you know, when I was going to jump in. <laughs> Too much good information. I know it's hard sometimes, <laughs> but uh, you got an opportunity now. Well, I'm glad I was on here because these guys made like made sure I claim my three thousand bucks worth of shade tokens. That's cool. <laughs> so, you, otherwise, you, you you miss stuff otherwise, right? <laughs> That's only twenty percent. Remember. <laughs> There's too much going on. It's like, it's just a Cambrian explosion of all kinds of cosmos ecosystem things going on. It's hard to keep up with everything. Now I wish I had more Adam token now. <laughs> Dude, Sefi, I imagine you probably have some other, a bunch of other airdrops you just don't even know about just from Adam alone. That's all right. Like airdrop magnet. I've got to go and find all of them then. <laughs> no, actually what happened to me, I, I got into Adam a little bit late. Um, and I missed out on like the Osmo and, um, some of the other really good ones that really popped, you know, after they, you know, after they came out, um, and I probably have to go to the list and actually go through them tomorrow, <laughs> see if I can find some more. There's actually yeah, a couple good air site or uh, websites and Twitter pages that just have lists of all their different airdrops. And then even like links that take you to the claim page and everything. So, but like, how many are we talking about here? I know I got the bit song one. I got the shade one. Like, do you oh, recall man. a bunch of other ones off the top of your head? There's like over ten over like the last year. It's just like there's been so many that it's almost yeah, like like almost like spam now. Like <laughs> you forget them. You know, some have been good, some have been whatever. Have you been like staking most of them and just leaving them or what? Yeah, that's usually because it's like whatever, just stake it, leave it, whatever, because you never know what it'll do. Just kind of moonbag it. Yeah, especially with the the restake app now, like it makes some of those things like not as bad. Doesn't make you want to just like sell it or forget about it or whatever. But uh, but yeah, like it's it's definitely gonna be be nice once they have like uh, Ameris is supposed to come out with like an airdrop kind of tracker and a claimer kind of interface. So that'll make it all a lot <laughs> a lot more simpler for everybody. But yeah, right now it's basically just find your list and start start clicking away to each claim page. Yeah, I watch a lot of uh, Liam and CryptoCito. I feel like a lot of the significant airdrops, they'll just, you know, show you how to claim them. And yeah, same with uh, me. Whenever I get airdrops, I just stake them and then participate in governance. Yeah, because it's crazy. What's happened is, you know, you end up restaking these airdrops and your airdrops get airdrops. And it's just like that's another thing too like yeah some of these apys are not not too high but when you factor in these air the airdrops they get you know it's, it's not too bad wow so this, this after report thing is just printing wicked money so i don't know it's kind of funny it's like i'm watching it go up as i look at it <laughs> it's kind of it's just kind of funny how much yield there's come poured off this sucker but anyway whatever <laughs> sorry <laughs> am i pronouncing your name right Sefi? is that how you pronounce it yeah, you're good. You seem like uh, you're a chartist. I'm wondering if uh, you're taking a look at the, the Juno chart. Uh, I hadn't, but uh, I can. Why? Is there something interesting on it? Yeah, I just want to compare notes. I've been 
looking at it and I'm moving over old Bitcoin to scale into more um, plays. So, what's um, the, uh, the Juno chart? Um, let me see if there's much price history on here because on TradingView, it's on like uh, it only got listed on some exchange like a matter of days ago. Where are you looking at the chart at? I use charts.cointrader.pro. You probably Google it. They have, um, it's actually one of the, the best sites in many cases because they give you full range so you can see the history and everything. Oh, yeah, I see this. Um, so Juno and like just go to the Juno USD. Yeah. Coin market cap. Oh, this is a pretty neat little site. So it gives you a trading view chart, but it brings it in from all sorts of sources. Yeah, when you go to trading view itself, you you can't get this. Um, all right. So yeah, you're let me see here. I dropped a fib on it, and what I'm noticing is that there's pretty good um looks like there's some accumulation and kind of like consolidation happening around the, you know, what is it, like twenty-five to twenty-nine dollar area. So the problem is I can't get into my regular trading view when I do this. Um, it's giving me their trading view, right? Like the the dumbed down version or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's looked like it's gotten a pretty, uh, you know what I can't do on here. Um, does this allow you to do a volume profile on here or it's not gonna let me? Yeah, well, when I, pop it up it, it the uh volume is already showing no not the volume but the the horizontal bars you know the volume profile let me see if it has it because oh, what this is record. this site actually is like a like a the vp the vpvr or yeah this isn't the full trading view site so i want is there a way to import this chart into actual trading view like do you know if there's a way to do that not that i know of no, I I just use it generally because it has you know full history and I'll yeah just no, it, and just kind it, of like eyeball it does. stuff. The, the one thing I was hoping to look for was the actual uh, VPVR because that gives you a pretty good idea of where you are. Like um, wherever the maximum volume floor is uh, is probably just as relevant as like where the fib uh, floor is, right? So I'm just curious where the price is, right? It looks like, it, just by grossly looking at it, it looks like most of the price history of Juno has been in the last, like, um, well, since February, it's been about at this current price. So it doesn't look bad here um, as far as a buy. Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, I was just wondering what you think, you know, since you seem yeah, like a fellow chartist. It, it looks pretty good here. Um, it it didn't move that much with today's big DeFi moves, though, for some reason. Um, so I don't know. It's I, I think it's probably beaten down because that Prop 16 business, too. So there's got to be a pile of folks who philosophically don't agree with some of the shit that went down there, right? So that may be part of it. But that might be a good opportunity to get some, though, right? Because... Like, you know, if it's going to succeed um, and uh, by the way, did the 
Prop 16 stuff do anything negative to the actual token itself in terms of emissions or quantity or anything? Do you know? That's actually something I wanted to ask the panel here because like, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with everything and it's, it's almost impossible. So I'm wondering if anyone kind of knows, you know, the fundamentals, like the outcomes of um, everything. Yeah, yeah that, that's yeah. the only thing that I would wor- wonder about. So at the end of the day, Prop 16 was what's called a signaling prop. So it has no bearing on like actual changes to the to the protocol. Um, but if everything goes through, what it would do is it would burn the entire wallet of the Juno whale. So however many Juno they have are going to be burned. But right now, what it's actually looking like is what they're going to be just transferred to a, a multi-sig and um, kind of be held there until they can figure out what to do with them whether that's going to be burn them or if uh, the whale can prove that they're giving them out to their clients, quote unquote, if those are their real or not, um, that's to be proven or whatever. But, but yeah, it's kind of a crazy situation. It's like the first time anybody on blockchain or anything's like taken something from somebody like that. Got yeah, it. the whole thing was just a, like a total fiasco, essentially. <laughs> but uh... yes. I think the way you look at it, though, is if you look at the price of Juno now and you look at its chart and you say, OK, all right, if I'm willing to buy it at 27, you would definitely need to be willing to get more at like the 16 to 20 range. So I, I would whatever you get now, I would leave behind maybe at least twice as much money available if it goes down to that 16 range. Um, I think the. I don't know that it's going to go there, obviously, but I'm just saying, like, you'd want to have an overwhelmingly larger buy at 16 if it were to hit that. So that's how I would look at this. Because, and then I don't know what the staking yield is, but I'd probably do that, stake it too, for whatever that gives you. Um, Over 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So so I'd probably, if you stake it, so it will. It will reduce at least, uh, obviously, uh, a significant portion of the price volatility risk for you over a year time frame. So I would say, um, yeah, I would, I would. It's almost like you'd want to put an alarm for yourself somewhere on Juno, <laughs> and uh, if it hit those lower prices, then you can just really hammer it at that point. But then, like, get a position now and then get more later if you needed to. So yeah, my, my general technique is to always get more to correct any error I make in the first buy. <laughs> got it, got it. Yeah, I try to look at, so I, I noticed that there's a lot of uh, emotion, obviously, behind everything that's going on. That That's, in uh, the situation's unfortunate and it's crazy, but I, I do try to remove emotion from, you know, my investing. So uh, looking at it right now, it does seem like there's, you know, some decent consolidation. People are starting to buy in around this range and it doesn't you know based off uh, uh you know what was said here that it's the the wells uh liquidity is you know being um you know the one like the one warning i would give you is that um uh at these prices the volume has been sort of tapering off which can be good or bad it can mean that like there's just selling less selling volume or there's just like um, the, the it's been going sideways and essentially like the, the volatility is going down. Low volume, 
narrow brand of narrow band of price. It'll break up or down somewhere, probably <laughs> judging by Juno's history, probably give it like, let's see, March 22nd, 20th April. Yeah, I, like somewhere in this coming month, you're going to see a substantial up or down. And I just judging by the volume, if I had to guess, again, not trying to FUD the thing or anything, but if I had to guess, it'd probably go down. Um, so anyway, uh, just, just for what it's worth. So if you can get some below 20 bucks, I would definitely try. Can you guys hear me right now? Is, is this Mike yeah. again? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Just testing it. It's like, yeah, no, but uh, anyway, I, I think you should be prepared to get more lower if you like it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think my theory here is that if, if it is consolidating, it's consolidating like on the fib, the yep, fib. It's on top of the 0.5 right now. And if uh the general market continues to you know roll upwards, um and we see like Bitcoin dominance falling, so we're like heading towards like a potential season. If all that plays out, I think uh the breakout could actually be positive, but that's, you know, that would be my take. I would say personally, we're almost in an all season right now. If you look at like at least the top 100, at least, you know, just in my opinion, not to disagree, yeah, but like every, the alts are running pretty hard. Yeah. Things are in the green and actually BTC is currently parked right at the 200, the 250 day moving average and the 300, which is like um, 350 day, which is like the yearly, um, it, it, it is, you're kind of like parked right there. So, um, yeah. Would like, you call this a squeeze play, Steffi, like a, or like a skim play or whatever, like basically just like a, a wedge where you're like, you're like looking at maybe an equal opportunity for like up or down. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of in like def it, whether um, BTC makes a good run now and then like gets above the long moving averages like 200 and 350 day. If it does that, then like you're you're off into the races again. Um, where would where would that be roughly? That's like right. That's like now. That's like current price. Like oh, okay. like 300 and 250 day are exactly in the same spot. And um, 350 day and 200, I'm sorry, day moving averages. I just keep it really simple. And then that's yeah. like right at, um, you know, this 46 to 48K range. And it's just sort of like chilling right there. And I think uh, that's where like most traditional traders and whatnot define as like bear market territory. And um, uh, really just over the long history of BTC, um, generally, if you get above the 200 day, um, you're usually talking about runs that run anywhere from like, let me see, uh, like 2019, you might, you went from like April all the way to November in positive territory, right? Like in, um, and then again, above the 200 day moving average on May, 2020, after like that pandemic dump, you stayed above the 200 day moving average for like all the way till the following may so it's like a full year of bull run almost and then now like since that may there was that crash and then it's been riding underneath and then just like during that time is when just luna has been ripping this entire time um you know it's fluctuated a little bit, little bit with btc but it's just just wildly outperformed btc um for the most part and i think uh 
So yeah, this is kind of like judgment time. Uh, Bitcoin's been going sideways though. But the reason I think BTC is more likely to go up than down in the general market also is because like, if you look at the amount of time spent horizontal, it's been a, practically a year now, really. Like over a year. Yeah, over a year. The, the supply on exchanges is getting pretty low also. I don't do like much yeah. on-chain analysis, but, but the uh, I did watch. Stuff looks, uh, yeah. On-chain looks pretty solid. And then on top of that, like you had plenty yeah. of volume in this range on Bitcoin for like a good solid like a uh, year and we're going on like a year and three months in this general zone so this is all like technically sideways and uh, and now you have uh dgens like finally buying a little bit of it at least so that's like cool too <laughs> yeah because like yeah. before uh before tfl started buying it like dgens basically like never held bitcoin honestly like most of my friends they were they were just like like no you don't hold bitcoin <laughs> yeah this is this is all about whether or not um we're going to really start a uh, crypto super cycle and whatnot. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, that's why I think it's really good to see, uh, like my general friends who maybe aren't like super nerdy about crypto, like buying a little Bitcoin, you know? Yeah. There's, there's no, there's a lot of people. Um, like I think surveys were showing that like something like at least a quarter of Americans at least, um, own crypto, if not more. Yeah, I got to wonder how they got that statistic, but that's really cool if that's the case. Like that just like to my gut instinct, I'm like, that's really high. Like one out of Well, between people. crypto and NFT, <laughs> just NFTs, DeFi, uh, central yeah. exchanges and everything else. Maybe it's my circles, you know, <laughs> it could be my circles. But uh, like I just think about it in my life. I'm like, dude, there's no way like one out of four like have anything to do with crypto. But that could just be like my, my uh, you know, life. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like among the medical crowd, um, it, it's it's probably around like one third of people at least. Um, yeah, you guys are smarter. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's some educational background that maybe goes with that, perhaps. Although it hasn't been exactly the most obvious um, uh, community to convince necessarily, but um, at the same time, it's like it's been a group of people that generally has some um, like funds to play with. So they're looking to invest in something. So yeah. I think people that go down the rabbit hole, it's like with crypto, it's like once you go down the rabbit hole, you usually go down the rabbit hole pretty hard. So um, yeah. there are a few people that buy some shit and hold it there and they don't look at it again. But <laughs> I agree with uh, the medical field. I, I came from the medical field before I went full time crypto and uh on late night shifts and stuff, we'd be sitting there, you know, looking at charts and fundamentals. And uh, it, it would seem like pretty much every hospital I've worked at in the past that there was a pretty good percentage of uh, people that were invested in crypto. Maybe it's good communication between like, you know, like just networking. Because <laughs> with, with my like younger friends, you know, like at least, you know, like thirties, it's just like, do you guys ever talk to each other? Cause like, it doesn't seem like anyone has the same knowledge when I like talk about crypto with my random friends that are in, in the market. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it, it just varies. Cause like, it depends. Cause like if you're in a field where like people are at work a long time, then, you know, people chat yeah. about everything at that That's point. That's the problem. Like in my family is everyone's a musician, like they're doctors, but they're like, uh, like, you know, musicians or music teachers and stuff. And they're just so busy and obsessed with music that like, like it's hard to push them into crypto. 
so that's like my next my next venture <laughs> but this like bitcoin like logarithmic trend line um it hits uh in october it hits about 64k so odds of like btc being back to its prior high by like the fall i think is a fairly high probability could it go up faster than that maybe um but there hasn't been a lot of strong like bitcoin sentiment lately um i I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> like, I, this is the first time I feel like the market has felt like confident in quite a while. Like, just personally. You mean just like just just Twitter, like the general market, like like Bitcoin and the altcoins and stuff. Like, I feel like it's been months since like I felt uh, like this this much greed for one thing. Yeah, we finally broke that like forty forty five or forty four five area. So we kind of made that that uh broke that resistance and now we've back tested it so it's kind of it like uh Safi was saying you know we're we're in a decision actually area. what's been back tested is very specifically the exact like logarithm log trend line like that's been there since like 2016 so there's like just line you can draw on the log chart from um all the way back from like uh no 20 august 2015 or so uh that touches the like it's just a long line that touches the the bottom where um like in 20 um late 2018 2019 and then you know it served as sort of like this interesting bounce point um the following year and then it dumped below for pandemic and then it tested below it for a couple of times and now it's above again and so it's 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 you're really right at the sort of like uh, mean price for Bitcoin. Essentially, you look at it from a when is the last time it was above? How long ago? It's above now. What do you mean? Uh, how long? Ago? Well, like the last time, the last time before now that it was above the log trend line. You said it was below, like prior to. Uh, now, well, right? it was below. It was below at what the like when the pandemic dump happened. That was like back in March 9th. Oh, okay. And then it kind of literally tested exactly it twice, and then it did it again back in August. Then it did it again in like November of uh, 2020, and it just kind of bounced up and down. And then it, then then BTC went above it, and then like you know it was like that was like bull market excitement plus at, by that point you were above the 200 day moving average for like quite a while printing higher highs and then you're on your way but um even now like the the on BCC like each bottom has been a higher low right so you know like we uh compared to like last summer compared like uh compared to January each time where like it's slightly higher lows so there's clearly buyers here um, for BTC somewhere, <laughs> and we've got uh, this time we've got Dogecoin um, waiting with a million bucks. Yeah, still, well, there's that. Yeah, I was going to mention. I forgot. To, yeah, that point was if so the buying too. Yeah, the narrative that you know uh, there's a sizable amount still yet to be bought. Um, uh, I think if that has to sort of like penetrate the community. The the thing is though, outside of those two, the question is. Are there a lot of new fresh buyers, or are we like buyer exhausted for the most part? And we're going to go sideways. Uh, I'm guessing we'll probably break BTC high by like late 
this coming year. Um, I, I'd be sh- surprised if it was a lot sooner than that, unless there's some world event. That there's there's talk of like a catalyst next week of like Apple doing something. I don't I don't know if it's yeah, like verified. Yeah, I don't know if that's bullshit or not, but yeah. The, I, really, ever since like July, at least on the Bitstamp chart, the volume for BTC has been pretty weak. Um, let me pull up BTC on Binance, actually, because that's a little bit um, obviously uh, more indicative of the true volume. But yeah, Sophie, just to interject yeah, it's been quick. it's been flat oh, for a good year, or since last summer, the volume at least. So who knows? Uh, what were we saying? Sorry. Yeah, uh, the generally like historically retail jumps in when um you know certain highs are broken you know like psychological numbers so i could see you know if major news came out or you know a major number was broken again uh, i could see retail jumping in a lot heavier really yeah if we if we break high uh all-time high again i think that's a time to get some more like if if it's above 70k btc is probably worth grabbing um it's also worth grabbing on the way down but usually on break of prior high i usually get some because that's what i did at like when um you know it broke uh twenty thousand back in um like last december or something i just basically emptied my bank account into it (laughs) because uh that's just what you do (laughs) like anytime you have a multi-year like cup style breakout on a chart it's it's buy season at that point and of course you know btc like doubled and trip uh well yeah uh tripled uh from that buy um and then has been doing sort of okay ever since in my book but uh and then i bought a bunch at like 3k again in like 2019 and then 3k again and when that pandemic thing happened so um uh, i have a fair amount that i bought like under 10k um you know all over the place just like you know buying randomly so did fine on btc don't have any problem with it <laughs> yeah i'm moving but, my btc uh, into holds what's more that more over the years I've been moving my, cause I've been buying BTC since like probably uh, nine or 700 and $900 back in 2016. So over the years, I've always uh, just slowly moved it into vaults more and more, you know, different investments. Uh, yeah. Although I, I'm, I'm actually, I, I think now uh, going forward is a more interesting time for alts. I think the last, uh maybe a couple of years has been a trial by fire of like what kind of stuff is bullshit (laughs) so i think going forward you should be more discerning but also i think the potential for um alts to do well is uh for if you pick good ones is much higher than for btc um the problem has been was that like a lot of the DeFi alts and things well, a lot of coins just didn't ha- just had shitty tokenomics. Let's face it; that's that was the problem, right? Like, I don't care if it's like Chainlink or Oracles or like um, all sorts of inflationary coins, right? Like, it, the problem wasn't necessarily that some of these projects weren't good. A lot of them just had like they just weren't investor friendly. They didn't make any sense to own, unless you got in super early. Like, if, you know, if you got Chainlink at a dollar, like you know, more power to you, right? But um, 
but I think that the, those types of moves where you make like 10 and 20 X gains and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. There's, they're still here. They're coming. Right. Like, I don't think I, I I'm, I'm less convinced you have to go to the old school stuff um, versus just going to newer things. What do you guys think? Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd rather hold, especially. So I, I know you guys were saying that it's kind of like an alt season now in, and in a way I, I understand that alts and many alts are performing exceptionally, but um, like from a historical standpoint with Bitcoin dominance, it, it's never fell below like roughly I'm just going to shoot out a number like 40, 40%. And from, if you kind of start charting out the dominance, you kind of see that we're, kind of like in this descending um, wedge and generally, you know, those, those broke break uh, downwards. So this could actually be the point where we actually break 40% uh, Bitcoin dominance in the very short term, which, you know, if you're also looking at all the geopolitical things and inflation and all these other things, and you take that into account, we could actually see an all coin season that, that dwarfs you know 2017 so to, to answer like to i i totally agree i'd rather be holding alts right now so well, that's why you'll notice like uh solana solana is a good example you know it it took off aggressively with the huge number of people that jumped on for nfts but there's like zero reason for it not to go back to that high level um because it's clearly demonstrated the ability to get there the first time. And all those people that are in, let's say, Solana NFTs, those people just ape into Solana the next time too, right? Like, um, assuming they have money, of course, like, you know, if we're in a recession and whatnot, we don't have other problems. But um, assuming they, people have cash, like, there's not an obvious reason why they won't jump in again. Plus, over the course of a year, like new users of Solana have arrived globally, right? So there's there's just going to be generally a lot more users. Uh, uh, the wallet base for alt, alts has gotten much bigger. Like just look at Terra wallet, like go to Terra's um, like station.terra.money and just go look at the chart that shows you the wallet growth. And it's pretty much a, you know, diagonal line from Genesis going forward. And actually there's been a little bit of uptick in terms of like, um more than linear growth over the last um uh several quarters uh so the wallet growth really is a good bellwether and then the second one is the transactional volume which is also on station terra money so both of those features really give you an idea okay is this growing and um are new are plenty of new people showing up and are um these are these wallets active or are they inactive um, and on Terra, like the total active wallets have been steadily climbing uh, month after month after month, which is good. And then the total transactions have been climbing, but that can sometimes be tricky because you don't know if that's more robotic trading that's emerging that causes that. But um, some mix of transaction volume and wallets tells you where things are going. Um, on chain metrics, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think uh, judging by that, um, if you look at how much Terra's price, uh, Luna's price has gone up um, with a fairly modest wallet growth, no exponential increase in wallets, uh, no obvious global FOMO. I don't see a lot of like total newbies coming and asking a ton of questions on Terra or anything DeFi related <laughs> compared to, um, you know, a lot of more like people who've already been here. 
So that's the thing. Like if new people show up, that's, and there's like a global FOMO, um, then I think, uh, you could see like more of a season type of behavior. I think it'd be better though. Like let's say Tara, let's say Luna goes to like three, 400 by end of summer. Um, you know, if we continue on this, like on, on the log chart, like three to 400, it would be just a straight line from here to like middle, middle of summer. But if we do that without any FOMO season, right. Then in a FOMO like push, you can make it to like a thousand. And those kinds of even numbers tend to be kind of like fun magnets for people. Oh, we're going to a thousand, right? And then everyone kind of like goes crazy. Um, so that's a possibility by end of year, I think, or maybe early next year to get thousand plus on on Luna. Yeah. So, I think, I, but I don't think all alts are going to like do that. Like, let me yeah. be clear. Like, I don't think it's going to be an alt season for everybody. I don't think it's like your chain link yeah. is not going to do as well as your Luna will, for example. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be tokens that outperform everything. Uh, but, you know, like I've been here for a really long time. I've seen a ton of alt seasons. And, and like my definition of an alt season is when the entire market is moving, like even the small caps at a, at a point. Oh, yeah. Total phone, total like uh... meme tokens, everything. So yeah. I and and what's interesting is if you see like back in 2017 we saw Bitcoin move from 10k to 20k approximately in like two months, and you know in a liquidity crisis or some kind of scenario where people start running for like let you know uh, I hate to like throw this kind of foot out there but you know if the dollar itself started getting displaced you know or something like that you you could. Um, you could see the narrative for crypto and yield and kind of a, a safety becoming a lot more, uh, a, you know, like a bigger thing. So um, I, I could see, uh, you know, Bitcoin exploding. I could see uh, an alt season like we've never seen. Now, I'm not saying that I, I absolutely believe that's what's going to happen. I just think there's a really good case for that that theory playing out, especially with, you know, where we're at with Bitcoin dominance and a lot of the things going around in the world. Yeah. Well, it's partly too, like, um, the market participants that actually have money, how much of that money have they deployed? Right. Like if they've already, you, they've already like blown their wad, so to speak, and there's not a lot left, then you have to wait for a period of time, um, you know, and kind of eat up all the supply essentially over time. Holy shit, like I didn't notice this, but the Mars token just is like starting to like skyrocket while we're chatting. It's like it jumped uh 26% in 24 hours, so it's like almost a buck at the moment. I don't know about you fuckers, but I'm getting rich. That's all there is to it. <laughs> like I don't know. Like pretty much everything I touch just pretty much goes up. That's how it works. Like my Apollo's up like 47% in 7 days. Um I don't know. Like my Congrats. spec my spec went up like 4% since like the last two days I bought it. What is all this stuff? Like everything's going up. Um, even my P Luna is going up and I don't even know what that's for. Um, <laughs> and then let's see what else is going around here. Um, yeah, there's everything's sort of popping off on Terra. Anything good is popping off. <laughs> yeah. I would like to see a pump on anchor. It's been a little bit on the quieter side. Yeah, I think anchor, um, Again, it's a rewards token. So until the emissions really uh, go down, um, you know, it, it doesn't really have anywhere to, to go. 
um, just yet. And then when the emissions do go down, the other trick is like, it's going to cost you more to borrow on anchor. Right. So then, then what happens? Um, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We already seen some of that, that anchor borrow is, is creeping up from three to now 5% net APR. Yeah, Morpheus. One interesting thing about Anchor is that they, right now, in their govern, they have a governance proposal to have uh, B Atom deployed for their lending and borrowing. I think that's, you know, not not financial advice or anything, but I think that's going to be a, a game changer. Um, the type of strategies that that uh, Atom holders are going to be able to deploy with Anchor Protocol are are amazing. Like I, I'm actually going to write a report soon and release this information through uh formal bros capital i'm not i'm not sure if you guys have seen i i don't know um, and just so you guys know it's it's um it's not sponsored or anything and and uh formal bros is just like a entity that that i'm using to have writers release free information for everyone so there's i don't get anything off this i actually released a report recently um talking about Adam secret and Akash, but um, I want to put out a report about how people can use the Adam through you know borrowing from uh, so they, they'll use P stake, then they'll um, bridge it over to Anchor. You'll be able to borrow it off the uh, B Adam, and then you know there's you can uh, deploy the UST into I think it's anchor earn and then you can create a loop through um, through you know the different protocols that are available but I'll I'll save it I'll save it for another time but I think that uh, the point I'm yeah getting a, a lot of us loop a lot of us do loop um, uh, Luna through that obviously the tricky thing with Adam was uh, like we talked about this earlier is the thing the thing about Adam is the yield is really high and you're giving up a lot to anchor to use Adam on there. That's the only thing that bugs me about it. <laughs> Cause you're giving up like 15% yield to anchor, to borrow off your, you know, to borrow off your Adam. Right. So that's, that's the thing. Yeah. So it will, to be, uh, to make it worth it, I think you'll just have to loop through like mirror. Oh, so, okay. So for instance, if you take the, you know, once you borrow from, your B Adam, take the UST, drop it into earn. You you uh, collateralize at whatever level you want to collateralize at. Take the um, the UST that that gives you. Go to Mirror. You can purchase like um, um, like a stock like Coca Cola. It doesn't fluctuate too much. And then you can um, borrow. Yeah, off you that. probably want to catch. Yeah, you could catch Hutch's video on that too. He did one similar um yeah to sh using shorting uh a, a, an asset that you think is fairly stable exactly exactly i'm not sure who that is but yeah so you if you just loop it through mirror i think that uh the atom itself uh play through anchor is going to be a big deal which will boost you know anchor as well yeah, that's what everyone's open is that yeah, more yield, more more proof of stake assets that come in, like the more um uh there's gonna be revenue stream for anchor ultimately. But yeah, we'll see how that goes. But from a general sort of market 
side of things and new entrants side of things. I think if people are not on crypto Twitter, for example, the learning curve it would be very, very steep in that it would be very hard to understand the nuances of the market, um, etc. And I think that's probably a biggest challenge as an entry barrier, you know, for a normal person to enter crypto. Yeah, I, I would guesstimate uh like people that hang out in these spaces are probably like you know, like easily five times more successful in hopefully than people that otherwise would not be, right? Because you're getting like all the like obvious, well, not obvious, but the the kind of the details needed to be successful, um, you know, either through people's tweets or conversations or whatever. Um, whereas like if you're just showing up and like buying some crap on, you know, random app, you know, on some centralized exchange, like and just holding it, hoping it'll go up, a lot of people neither buy it at a good price to begin with, don't have a strategy about how they're going to buy, don't utilize all the different, you know, staking rewards or anything else. It's just like a mess. So um, people just generally don't know how to use their crypto for them <laughs> to some extent. Yeah, and I was one of them. I was just really lucky to end up in one of the big T spaces and then your spaces and just, uh, yeah, uh, 10 weeks later, here I am. But uh, before that, you know, I was just didn't have a clue as to how the crypto market worked and how to even make an investment decision on it. Congratulations for being here, bro. Thank you. It's like the best place to be. <laughs> well, cool. I, I think I'm going to drop, guys. I've got work in the morning, so I'll, uh, I actually have to work for a living. <laughs> well, actually, I don't have to work for a living, but like, I prefer to work for a living. <laughs> I'll, I'll get to you guys Thanks, later. Sophie. Thank All you right. for your time. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Later. All right, guys. Yeah, I think that's a good time to wrap tonight's uh, space up. Appreciate everybody coming. Yeah. Thank you, Turkey, for letting me come up. Oh, yeah, of course. I appreciate you coming up, turning the conversation, and uh, hanging out with us. For sure. It was Thanks, a good time. Good night. All right, y'all. Take care. Until next Thank time. You. And uh, we got host the show tomorrow morning. Uh, I believe it's at 9 uh a.m pacific so it's noon eastern so if you want to tune in and hang out then too we got some uh some more uh content for you so all right guys we appreciate you thanks for checking out another episode of the ether that was part two of the two-part ibc gang lounge recorded on saturday april 2nd 2022 this episode of the Ether was brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or looking for some alpha or if you're trying to find the best UST farms or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. 
Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of CeFi spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes. And for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. Terra Spaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. In the darkest of times, when the phoenix arises out of the ashes like some burned up papyrus, open the sarcophagus and release the virus. Got a lump in your throat like tonsillitis. When the flags go up like everyone is righteous, spending government checks sniffing up the white dust. The previous generation wants to be just like us. Fuck that shit, I'm trying to be like Mike was. Drop the bias and you might survive this. The mummy coming through to remind your highness. I might just buy up my own fucking island, build a little bunker then wait for the timer countdown to zero day exploiting every exploit in your internet sex toys in emitting vibrations through the ether did you just come me either We're lost at the right time Blindly following stars in the night sky Part of me might ride away with the prize fight Man versus everything else until the time's right Unleash the cracking. No wait, that was crack Fuck now, everybody feeling all amped up Fucking like bunnies to the national anthem Ugly little shits eating up all our rhythm Mishandling the captions Who has the answer? Holding our attention for ransom Fed up with all the red tape And the boring template Like it matters if it's a blue or red state Charged every month and we can't even cancel Feeling distressed? Fuck it, kill the damsel Fuck yeah, spread it like we're on some undead shit And pass the bitch around like a meme from Reddit In the beginning it was suggested That the mortality rate would be 5% And the numbers are so much higher We're not ready for the next epidemic And so if your oxygen level falls too low and it cannot be kept up with just what we call nasal cannulas or rebreathing oxygen masks, if you can't get enough oxygen from that, then they will intubate the the patient. Terror spaces.